everyone, and welcome back to There Are Four Hosts. As always, there are four hosts. I'm Sabrina. You can find me at Voidcad Gaming on Instagram, Twitter, or Twitch. And I'm Michael. You can find me at uh, at Four Hosts on Twitter. Hey everyone, this is Jonathan. You can find me at Just Average J pretty much everywhere on the internet. Hi, I'm Keith Justice. Um, you can find me on Instagram because I found out that my Twitter is no longer connected to my Facebook, so my Twitter's a lot more boring. So <laughs> if you go to Instagram and look for Keith Justice, you'll see some fun pictures about Stargate. There you go. Just uh, so many Stargate <laughs> yeah. and whatever else I'm An watching. Absurd amount. And whatever else streets. <laughs> if you ever want to do a watch along with Keith, just like go hang out his Facebook or his Instagram. Like, yeah, he's basically he's basically a watch along. Nice commentary. Keith commentary. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, I'm sure y'all put this together since two episodes ago we did a motion picture. Mm-hmm. One episode ago we did Wrath of Khan, but this episode <laughs> on Discovery Country. Search no, I'm just for Spock. Oh my God. Search for Spock. Yes. Um. Personally, I, I like this movie a lot more than I recall liking it. Same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. People say I, the I, odd I, ones suck. Yeah, that's what I I, I mean, I'd seen mm. it way back in the day, and then I was like, oh, the odd ones suck, so I'm never going to go back to it again. And I've watched this one twice in the past few months, and I really like mm-hmm. it. It's really, it's a really yeah. good movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's one of the exceptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Definitely. You know, possibly and probably because it's so intrinsically tied with Wrath of Khan and, uh, oh, but, hmm, maybe I should talk about this later. <laughs> I, okay. I can see not, I can see um, not revisiting it, though. So. Let's, yeah, yeah, but now that I have, I'm like, oh, yeah. right. actually, I like this one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and Jay, do you feel that way also? Uh, like well, I, I definitely like it. it it's, a, it's a great You're like, movie. I yeah. always liked it. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I did. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, I thought it was cool. I mean, obviously, it's. It's like any of the the movies. There are things that don't make sense, but whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so how the Doc Brown get still, there? I don't know. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Where's the time machine? Time travel. Time yeah. travel. Where's the DeLorean? Come on. And why does he look weird? Just kidding. they do steal his vehicle, then travel through time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yes. It's so funny. But yeah, I actually I love it. it it's a great movie. <laughs> Doc Brown also got very good at Klingon. Like I'm mm-hmm. impressed. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well done. I actually felt he wasn't. Um, I'm cool because it's him. But when you start talking, mm-hmm. I'm like, you talk like a human, not like a Klingon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. But he's got that accent. You know, he can't help it. No, 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 no. He, he I, is from 20th century America. Yeah, if, if he's uh, being Doc Brownish, I'm. I'm not going to say stop. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, I can see why I don't revisit this one. There's something missing in it that i like in my star treks like i think really? it's do you know what it is or it's um, just like a not enough nebulous? I, I think in my star treks i like the final starship shootout which mm. i don't feel like i got mm. i got kirk you know fisty cuffs and it's kind of like eh, okay i can yeah. see that yeah well don't you worry um I, it, it's true that there was not a shootout, but we will definitely talk about the the, the three ship designs that pop up. There's one shootout, well, that, and there was a good scene with designs. that. I, if we mm-hmm. want, I, I, I can wait. I guess just one <laughs> ship design because the other two are no one ship shootout. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, it's not much of a shootout, is it? Or yeah, they, 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 they do a, they do a thing with um, ships where they have cowboys drawing, like it's a it's a quick draw thing where like oh oh yeah yeah, you see distortion yeah i see it 
get your guns ready, Sulu, because we're the Enterprise crew and we don't mess around. And then they like the Klingons think they got them and they come out of like you know cloak and fire and like who gets to shoot off first was that was pretty cool. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. <laughs> um, so general impressions favorable then. Oh yeah, yes, definitely. Yes. Um, Nimoy's first directed Star Trek film. Um, wasn't he, like Michael said, wasn't he planning on leaving after this or something like that? And then this, this not movie? after this one, after Wrath of Khan. Okay, okay, and that's why he almost didn't get direct. So like during Wrath of Khan, and that's why they killed him in Wrath of Khan. Yeah, yeah. he he got uh, he had a horrible time doing the motion picture and wanted to mm. never do it again, and they wanted to be killed off. Then in Wrath of Khan, he had a great time. He was like, oh, my God, wait, 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 wait. Don't kill Spock. Can I direct, <laughs> take it back? Yeah, can I direct the next movie? And then, and and then, then he got Michael his own Heisner. movie. And then yeah, he got Michael a movie. Well, he, didn't you say you yeah. didn't like Star Trek because you wanted to die? <laughs> so I'm not sure if he's like you direct this. And then he's like, no, 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 no. I'm cool again. And, I take it back. I take it back. Yep. Um, I, I always find it interesting to keep an eye out for uh, Leonard Nimoy's uh, shifting relationship with... Uh, with um, Shatner as they made the movies mm. and uh, as Nimoy like came to accept Spock and then reject Spock and then accept Spock again. Cause mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm sure it was in that, that period of time that he wrote the first biography. I am not Spock. Yeah. Right? And then years and years later uh, wrote, I am Spock. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like so that. I, did I, that. I, yeah. Um, his relationship with Star Trek being up and down. Yeah. That, that'll happen. Um, mm-hmm. And then of course, DeForest Kelly on his deathbed was like, Let's make one more of those Star Trek movies. Those were fun. <laughs> DeForest Kelly, I miss you. I know. Um, DeForest Kelly is a true treasure in this one also. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my God. He's amazing. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I love... Just like yeah. nothing... Go ahead. I'm sorry. There's nothing specific I want to talk about because I just want to talk about the whole movie. It's so great. Okay. Agreed. Let's, Let's do it. <laughs> sure. I got my notes. There's one thing that makes me sad, though. Rand shows up for like a second you just see her as a cameo she doesn't even say a line and then you never see her again mm-hmm. but her cameo is still really funny because it's like they're stealing the enterprise the, the ship comes out no it's not when they're stealing it when they're bringing the enterprise back it's all like scratched up from the end of wrath of khan and she just like everybody's looking at it like oh the enterprise is here and she just shakes her fucking head <laughs> <laughs> you guys you did it again <laughs> yeah. she's mcgonagall why is it always you three <laughs> damn kids right um now like my first note is a nitpick uh which you know i'm not going hard on but i'm just kind of like wondering oh yeah please yeah when, when it comes to star trek or maybe if there's an actual answer um what's the procedure about like when people die like why aren't we taking their bodies back to their like homes and their families and burying them i, I really I, that was like made me really confused at the end of Wrath of Khan and started this where mm. they're like, oh man, he's dead. Let's shoot him out of a torpedo tube. I'm like, mm. what? Wait, why what, Why would you guys do that? Um, I feel like this is related to maritime burial. Yeah. A lot of Star Trek, especially early on, was based on some warfare. Um, obviously, it's all of the Navy's like ranking systems and stuff. So let me look that up, but I'm pretty sure it's because that's what they do. Yeah. Hmm. When they were on the open sea and stuff. All right, I could see that, <laughs> yeah, but like I can understand um, uh, Savit Sarek when um, he's like, "Why did you freaking shoot my son's body?" Like, <laughs> no, that's why didn't you that's bring a good him point. home? Yeah, and it's like, yeah, guys, why didn't you bring 
the body home, but like I, I get the um, there's like layers of stuff happening where uh, mm-hmm. they wanted to be beautifully symbolic and not too sad about like Spock dying and shooting him like a shooting star on a planet is beautiful. And I guess there's the uh, Navy traditions and not just Keith getting his, you know, realistic <laughs> stuff. When they know. had to make us cry too when Kirk gave that speech at the end. <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, although I, I find it really funny that uh, that speech, it, <laughs> Kirk. His soul, of all the souls I had met, his was the most human. Like, wouldn't Spock take as an insult? Yo, oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, hey, yeah, but absolutely. Kirk, Kirk didn't mean it that way, so yeah. Was... I, I know. I know. <laughs> Every time I hear that, like, I, I side eye, I'm like, uh, I, don't, I don't know if that's cool to say that, but I get the Jim, sentiment. Jim, he was your bestie. Like, you can't say that. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I love that McCoy was like, ah, oh, like, of all people to take the like essence of Spock it's, Coucher, it's yeah. McCoy <laughs> yeah. just, I mean it, like as as much banter as there was between those two and then to have oh him like God. carrying it just it just the, those the arguments irony, I lost, yeah, lost. The, yeah, yeah the irony I just loved it <laughs> okay L- let me point out though real quick that we are constantly bar- bantering and uh, like being jerks to each other and uh, that's what Spock and uh, McCoy's relationship is. They're very close friends. I don't know what you mean. They're they're almost besties. Yeah, Kirk's just in the Um, middle. (laughs) Another nitpick then if they're besties uh, and and so sorry Wrath of Spock uh, for dogging (laughs) too much. Uh, (laughs) But it's just kind of like yeah okay Uh, I'm I'm a little frustrated with Spock. Yeah Spock wouldn't do like I, once again, I'm nitpicking. Uh, Spock wouldn't do this then, because like he, he's putting his friend's life at risk by putting his soul in him like that and not telling him. And mm-hmm. like, I, I just don't see Spock being selfish like that. Going, oh my god, mm-hmm. I hope I don't die. I better put my life in somebody else. Yeah. Like Spock would go down and like not worry about that. Yeah. But I understand mm-hmm. he wanted to come back for the sequel. It, yeah, I, I agree with you. That's definitely a thing that was written like afterwards. They're like, uh, and then Spock panicked and uh, put his. In, in McCoy. Yeah, 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 McCoy. Because he was the only person that was there. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yep. Mm. <laughs> um, but I do, I feel like Wrath of Khan might have been the first movie that did it. But this movie, like, uh, I was talking before, not today, but uh, I was talking before about how, like, TNG and Voyager, etc., those were ensemble casts. But TOS wasn't really an ensemble show. It was, like, the Kirk and Spock and Bones show with other people who were you know, kind of there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Search for Spock is one of those first movies where it was like, it really became the Star Trek ensemble. Like, yeah. there's a scene just for just for something Uhura does. There's one that's just Sulu. Mm-hmm. Um, don't call me tiny. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> just, I don't remember if Chekhov gets one. But there's definitely like a bunch of Scotty ones. Scotty, have you always multiplied uh, yeah. your estimates by factor of four? Of course, sir. How else can I keep my <laughs> reputation as a miracle yeah. worker? That's one of the notes I wrote down. Yeah, I love that part. <laughs> Scotty called out. That's my first note. Beautifully yeah. meta geek commentary. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and I love it, too, because it's also referenced in Voyager uh, towards the beginning. Like in one of the first episodes, Catherine Janeway, uh, Bellana gives Catherine Janeway an estimate. And she's like, can you do it faster? And she's like, no. I know some people do that. <laughs> <laughs> where they give you a fake cool. estimate to seem like a miracle worker, but when I tell you it takes five hours, it's going to take five hours. Well, they talk about it in TNG, too. Uh, they do, yeah. The episode yeah, Relics. Did, yeah, did Scotty give Jordy that advice? Yeah. He did, yeah. He's like, how long he's is like, it really going to take you? Yeah. 
<laughs> that has always been a, a Star Trek trope that's like bothered me. Uh, with it, if the joke that doesn't exist, I was mistaken. Like to recalibrate the uh, systems to shoot through space and time, that'll take three, four months. You've got two hours, <laughs> and like if they do it anyway. I'm like, hey, no, no. Yeah. If you can do that, no, no, you can't really do. It. Okay, I'll let it go. Okay, I let it, let it go of a lot, but. I like that Star Trek made it a joke specifically about Scotty rather than it being like just meta like somehow they magically did it <laughs> in time. Um, yeah, truly. Well, if we want to just go through notes, let's go through notes. Jay, what's your what's your first note? I didn't take notes because you know me. I never take oh, notes. Okay, <laughs> no problem. I just I just um, I just go with the flow, y'all. <laughs> yeah, Michael. Uh, my first one was the you know directed by Nimoy, but which we already kind of went over the. Um, I love the opening uh, dialogue that Kirk did, like, on his uh, log. Um, I thought it was really, really well written. So then I looked to see who wrote it, and, of course, it was Ron Barry, and um, I can't remember the other guy's name, but um, and I, I just like that. He was talking about, you know, the Enterprise was like a house with all the children gone and stuff. Oh, it was, yeah. It was yeah, very cool. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, that was my first note after director. Yep, uh, that's my like third. A- my third note says a house with all the children gone. Right, that's I love that. <laughs> um, it, especially since this is the the movie that, that, with that. his son, mm-hmm. and also that made it that makes it clear that like the Enterprise crews of a family. <laughs> uh, oh man. Okay, this is later. Never mind. Okay, this doesn't matter. What's your next note, Keith? Um, they're decommissioning the Enterprise. Uh. Pretty... It's only twenty years old. Pardon? Oh. oh wow. Okay, yeah. Um since my soul really connects with Star Trek at the movies, like the ship seems like it's like you've been in action. Oh, it's it had the refit for like four years. Right? They they, they uh-huh. refit it, they gave it like the top of the line of like whatever, and like they're already treating it like it's old. I'm like, no, you just got it and why? Yeah, like battleships, we keep for like fifty years, yeah. twenty years. Come on, man! And mm-hmm. then also, like you know, you guys don't know this in the future, but in TNG, we're still seeing some of your era ships in action. Right. So, if any, like they, they just seem really like dismissive of the Enterprise that has saved the freaking universe. Uh, actually, I'm not sure. Oh, for sure. Did, did they do universe saving stuff in the TV series? Or galaxy saving stuff, or if they do save the universe, it does happen a couple of times where like something happens that like would have a greater effect. But um, when that does happen, uh, it's not really the Enterprise saving the world. It's kind of like a, a multi-dimensional being steps in mm-hmm. and is like, "Grow up, children." <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, a ship like that, you know. You don't just like they're like whatever. Get rid of this thing. We got another ship. I'm just like guys, treat it special. Yeah. That's a truly that's an important <laughs> spaceship. You can't just like toss it away. So like yeah, like every time we keep seeing it, it's being decommissioned or not working right mm-hmm. or something. So. <laughs> yeah, and I do blame this movie for the for the J.J. Abrams movies uh, propensity to break Enterprise in every single movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's because of Search for Spock. <laughs> 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 every freaking movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the <laughs> the blowing up of the uh, jump like um, we're just jumping all over the place, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. as always. My God, <laughs> fuck. Okay, <I'm> so mad. <laughs> they blew up the Enterprise. Like they said, uh, I think there's another note where I say like there's like a era of movies and of, of my growing up where I was just kind of pissed off that like 
why do they try to piss me off every movie? Like, <laughs> why Why do we have to have... But, like, now I understand it. it's a rule of life and stories that if you have a victory, you do need to have a sacrifice. Yeah. But I'm just like, just leave the ship alone. Don't kill his son. Just win. Can I right. not have that? <laughs> um, You can, but then would you be satisfied with yeah. the end? <laughs> Kid Keith would have been. Um... <laughs> I mean, seriously, honestly, I get really tired of that, like, formulaic, every single action movie has a moment where it seems like all of the heroes are going to lose, and then the ally that we thought was dead uh, appears out of nowhere, and all of a sudden we win! Yay! (laughs) Really? I can't Uh, feel tension if you do it every single movie. (laughs) But, yeah, the the greatest movie of all time to do it was uh, the first Star Wars movie, which I have to admit, (laughs) like, when it came to playing with our toys as, as kids, we would do that kind of seen every play session so mm-hmm. yeah i think that infected a lot of minds <laughs> absolutely the first star wars movie? yeah where han comes um, in at the end right a new hope yeah yeah obviously i know uh hope, and, but, and han uh, solo swoops in for the save just as yeah. like darth Vader oh, gets okay, a lock on luke skywalker freaking uh-huh. dude i i still explode with joy every, <laughs> time <laughs> every time han solo comes out of nowhere and he's like jk i decided i like you guys after all yeah. yep. I, was, I was a little kid and like we were all the, the, we were all in the living room and like uh, i was on 22nd street i was like i could have been older than four and like uh mm-hmm. that scene happens we're watching it on television like when uh, han goes yeah and like i like my my face i remember glowed i started looking around the room for everybody else and everybody else is just kind of sitting watching it i'm like well, what? Yeah, what, this is the I, best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, "What? Why isn't everybody else feeling this? Am I am I wrong?" <laughs> so yeah, so but they didn't do this um, this time, did they? Yeah, like, actually, when you said that, I was like, hmm. "What sacrifice is he talking about?" So that's what I was focused on. Oh, um, uh, you said last minute save though. But yeah, 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 yeah. I see where you came from. Yep. Yeah, the oh, sacrifice is his son in the ship. Yeah. Uh, in ship. search for Spock. Yeah, but in in A New Hope. Oh, and a new hope. Um, the sacrifice they lost was Obi Wan, but I was okay with that one, I guess. And aha, Obi Wan. The okay. final yeah. save. Yeah, 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 that follows. Yeah, actually, I was actually thinking. I thought about that exactly this week because I was thinking about three act structures and stuff, and I was like, mm-hmm. hmm, "Wait, did a new hope do that?" And <laughs> the uh, it the, sure did. Yeah, yeah. The the the, the loss was Obi Wan, but how? But m- I mean, like, mm-hmm. a new hope is is a pretty basic storytelling structure. Yeah. Um, but Empire Strikes Back isn't. Well, not it's the, not, the, and that's why Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars movie. Yeah, I was thinking about three X structures. I was like, wait, they don't have that um, middle moment where everything is lost. They um, and they also don't have the big victory at the end either. They kind hmm. of have the moment where everybody is lost when uh, Han and Leia get like kidnapped by Darth Vader, and then oh, um, yeah. uh, Luke has to decide whether to leave Yoda and his training to go save them or not. Um, but it's mm-hmm. it's definitely a different feel than the way that scene usually comes in most movies. Yeah, that probably strikes back. Nice. So yeah, too we'll many talk movies. About Star Trek though, right? <laughs> and then in this one, let's see. Is there what's the middle? Oh yeah, the middle one is fucking sun game killed. I that uh, that always like I, that hurt me as a kid. Yeah, me too. Like I was hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Absolutely. It, it actually hurt me as an adult yeah. watching that scene just now because it was so clearly like, well, we need Savik for plot, and obviously we can't kill Spock, so. But David's dead. Sorry, Kirk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Sorry, Kirk. Sorry, Kirk. And it, and he had just, and they just become cool. Like they had just like hugged and become like, hey, you're my son, and all that. That's stuff. why they did it. And then, oh, dude, 
It yeah, just, father son moments are always stick hard on me yeah. in, in any mm-hmm. kind of entertainment, mm-hmm. and like I don't know, like I, I kind of felt ah, like that's your weakness. I see. Yeah. I will remember this. <laughs> my, my kryptonite, my 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 weak point, my flashing dot that you, you have to take down my. Throw me on that's that mine too. Me too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not telling you what mine is. If you figure it out, you can abuse it. But I, I'm not giving you a free pass. Ah, great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I was watching it with my dad and stuff. So like, it's kind of like, yeah, father son's on screen. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking stabbed him oh. like it was nothing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was sudden and like, you see Kirk destroyed. I'm just like, wait, we just got the son character. Although, yeah, that's that's the thing that I always find interesting. That like how shaken Kirk is by finding out his son died, mm-hmm. but like they didn't really know each other. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys seen For the Love of Spock that documentary? No. no, if Jay and but Keith, I, I mean, it's I have the the father thing too. Yeah. I went with uh, a friend of mine to see it, and I in the theater, and I was just sobbing uncontrollably, uh-huh. and I just it was like <laughs> I couldn't hold back. But it's an excellent film, but I um, just with the the father thing, I'd, I'd bring a box of tissues. <laughs> okay, good to um, know. Uh, is like it's from the point of view of Mark Leonard. It's uh, is that his son? Yeah, I mean, not Mark. Leonard. Um, oh fuck, that's a, that's a. Uh, yeah, his son. Uh, it's a story. I don't know. I can't remember. I, his... I don't remember his son's name. But it's, it's done by his son about his father, mm-hmm. Leonard. So yeah, it's... the 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 one that married uh, Dax. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Beat me to the punch. Yeah. But it is excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I've been kind of avoided watching it because I have a feeling I'm going to cry. Oh, so, you're, uh, you're going to cry if you if you don't cry, you don't have a heart. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Well, I mean, I cry like at the drop of a dime, so. <laughs> Extra tissues. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Good to know. Cool. I, um, I, I cry sometimes. Not at the drop of a dime. At the end of Speed Racer. Man, I can't. <laughs> I, I, I'm not even joking. I ugly cry more times than not at the end of Speed Racer. It just, I can't take it. You know, it's okay. crazy. Isn't it crazy? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Sabrina. No. Isn't it crazy that. Uh, these are people that we have like not met, that we're not close to, that we don't have any personal connection to. Yet, like when Len- Leonard Nimoy passed away, I was devastated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it, it hurt. Mm-hmm. And these are people that, again, that I don't have any personal connection to. So isn't isn't it just interesting how that works? You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I disagree that you don't have any personal connection to it. Yeah, well, that's true. I don't know them in real life. Yeah, you see what yeah. I'm I saying? see what you're, yeah. you're saying. Um, and I totally get it. Uh, I, I've been reading this nonfiction book lately called Sapiens, and uh, it's about like the history of the world uh, of uh, humankind in general. Mm-hmm. And um, part of it is talking about community. You know, like we had very small communities pretty much up until the Industrial Revolution, where like you just you were born in a town, you lived in a town, you knew everybody in the town. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we we kind of lost that. And um, I was thinking about, like, personally myself, you know, what stories do I have in common with other people? Because, you know, like, for example, in, in a Native American tribe, everybody in that tribe has, like, the same creation myth. And uh, they have the same, like, stories of their ancestors, and they can all talk about those stories, and that's how they understand each other. Hmm. Um, the, the United States culture is very uh, diverse and young, and it has all sorts of, like, that melting pot that everybody was talking about. So we don't necessarily have cultural stories in common, but we do have TV shows and movies in common. Mm-hmm. And that's why um, societally, like, <laughs> we have memes and references that make references to references. And uh, we're constantly quoting TV shows and movies <laughs> at each other. Um, that's because those are the stories that we have in common. So in the same way that 
uh, I think like an ancient Greek person would have felt close to stories of uh, their mythos. We feel close to the people who tell us our stories. Yeah, Um, absolutely. The story that the four of us have in common is Star Trek. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're close to the things that are part of that Star Trek story. So it makes perfect sense that we'd be sad when Spock passes away. Yeah, yeah. Even... so Even we, if it was just that, plus Nimoy was like everybody's granddad. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Then, so long as we all understand. Oh, good. Oh, well, I was gonna say. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I felt very um, sad when, uh, you know, Walter, um, not uh, Scotty, when Scotty passed away, and like just everyone. Mm-hmm. Like you feel close to the the whole group, but for some reason, yeah. Spock, Spock has more. If that makes sense, like there's more to it. I, yeah. I don't know why, but. Yeah, you just feel more connected to Spock and, or, or to, to Leonard Nimoy. I, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. No, it's not. Hmm. Nope, it um, makes sense. Like it's yeah, part of our lives. Yeah, like, like, I, as long as we understand that, like we and we do because we're adults. Yeah. <laughs> that we aren't actually we don't know them. Actually, yeah, but yeah, but yeah. there's no doubt that you know they mm-hmm. and their stories are part of our lives. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for it sure. I mean, like you remember. Uh, Nimoy is specific for us because we're, you know, big Star Trek people. But um, just for like a, a comparison, remember when Robin Williams oh, passed away? Devastated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Every- oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He was everyone's. He was, like yeah. everybody's everybody's favorite, like funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nano, nano. Learn Nimoy also yeah. touched the Transformers fandom because mm-hmm. he was also Galvatron and little known, he was. Uh, Unicron at the end of the movie because oh. Orson Welles oh. died before he finished mm. oh. doing his recordings. So at the oh, end of Transformers, I, huh? yeah. I I didn't didn't wow, yeah, at the end you. of Transformers the movie, um Unicron's still talking his his game and stuff. And then like if you listen closely, um it's not uh, Orson Welles anymore. It's a uh, slowed down Leonard Nimoy voice. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Well and Leonard Nimoy so, was in Fringe, which was one of my favorite sci fi yeah, JJ Abrams shows. Mm-hmm. Which I was he, that's why I so excited. I was so excited when he came, like when he was a part of it. Oh, absolutely! Sure. I'm sure every time he walks onto a screen, oh, like, oh. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, my little kid comes me out. Too. Absolutely. Yeah, like, I saw the news post about it where like the crowd went wild when they're like, "Holy shit, uh-huh. he was in the show!" <laughs> yeah. So that was like a, what, a, like a screen mm-hmm. or something. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I, I feel like them bringing back Spock was clumsy. Uh, Agreed. More dogging on it, uh, where um, it's kind of like, mm-hmm, what, what, what? Vulcans can do that? <laughs> That's a pretty huge um, advantage about being able to move your life around like that. And yep. worth studying if anyone, oh, we're not going to talk about it ever again. Okay. Yeah, we're just going to have that one dude be like, Vulcan mysticism is crazy. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, they did say the Vulcans hadn't done in hundreds of years, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so a big question mark there. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, why? Is yeah, they were like, uh, "We'll it? just make it this esoteric magic power that they they kind of have that they rarely use." You're like, but why would they not use it constantly? Yeah. And then why would Spock of all people use it at this moment? Yeah. Because Spock happens to have a new body. Mm-hmm. That's why. Well, and uh, yeah, I love um, that she's like, "Well, haven't done this before, but here, I'll give it a try." <laughs> yeah um i think there's some expanded universe stuff where they talk about how um uh Ciroc still has his katra somewhere on vulcan like Ciroc's katra is still alive somewhere on vulcan oh. so i decay Sa- about that hmm. cool. you mean Sarek? no oh like there's the actually a Ciroc? Ciroc. 
Yeah. Oh, never mind. Same like that he his culture has been entombed somewhere for like thousands and thousands of years. Oh, um, cool. again, this is probably expanded universe. Like mm-hmm. it, it, not super. Uh, unlike the Star Wars ones, like people weren't really keeping an eye out for things making sense mm-hmm. in uh, the Star Trek novels. They're more like published fanfics. So, <laughs> meh. Um, but yeah, it, it was definitely something that they came up with to be like, uh, how are we going to save Spock? Uh, McCoy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, McCoy has the soul. Souls, it's fine. So, um, speaking of bringing Spock back, um, mm-hmm. am I the only one that finds it a little awkward when he goes through Ponfar? No. Oh, no, 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 no. Michael and I were just talking about this. That's actually my least favorite scene yeah. in this movie. Yeah. And the whole thing makes me profoundly uncomfortable. Well, yeah, because, yeah, like, isn't there he is... an underage, like, teen? Right? Yeah, it's like basically he's a teenager yeah. and also simultaneously her mentor. Yeah, yeah. like I, I, I it, yeah. it's kind of like a scene of like necessity. Like he's going through bonfire. If he doesn't bang somebody, he will die. Like I get yeah. it. Oh, what? Why Wait, what did they? You don't. What? Okay, I, oh, I, 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 did you miss I, it? Bonfire okay, comes so it goes out of my consciousness. <laughs> so when they were saying it this time, I was like, "Wait, doesn't it have to do with like?" sex or something mm-hmm. yep yeah. so basically she was saying uh he's going through puberty and if i don't bang him he's gonna die so they she went and banged sex? him in the cave yeah horrifying. Right? that's what i'm saying isn't, isn't it? it yeah yep horrifying no no uh, there's, they touch there's fingers. a star trek yeah there's <laughs> yeah. yeah okay yeah, yeah that's uh, you're the beginning sweet. you're sweet Keith. oh my you're god adorable, <laughs> <laughs> you wish Keith. holy yeah, shit horrifying. we just blew yeah, Keith's mind <laughs> oh no really that's what far is man yeah yeah. Yeah. You have Sorry. to sex or you die. Yeah. Yep. You have to sex yeah. or you die. Yeah, every seven oh years. I believe like it's that. described as a biological imperative. You've clearly never seen a mock time. I, yeah, I was like, when I was thinking, I was like, Ponfire, isn't that, I guess, <laughs> puberty or something? Yeah, it's just puberty. Uh, no. Nope. He just has to calm down. Mm. Then we're going to touch fingers, <laughs> chill out. And nope. No. No. <laughs> mm. no. We yeah. wish. No. Uh, that would be no. nice. There's actually a Star Trek novel where Spock and uh, Savik get married, and that horrifies me. Uh mm. That straight mm. horrifies me. Mm-hmm. Wait, uh, wait. Well, that's isn't that isn't that fine? Like, they, like isn't Spock like three hundred years old or something like that? I mean, no, he's not three hundred years old. He's certainly older than her. But what weirds me out about it is that like the first time that we see their their relationship, it's literally just like he's a teenager, a mentor student. Yeah. He's the captain, and she's she's like learning mm-hmm. um, uh, how to be a good Starfleet officer from him. And it's a very like respectful, professional relationship. Mm-hmm. And then she goes down on Earth to save him. She finds him as a teen. She's like, I have to bang him or else. And then they get married. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, Not okay with it. Yeah. Well, then that's, that's yeah. what I mean. I it's mean, just that, that scene. That's the only like scene where I'm just, it irked me. And I was like, oh. Yeah. And I, I, like, I mean, oh, uh, I know, why? I know. Well, okay. Is this the first time we've heard of Pond No. 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 No, 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 no. Okay, then no, 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 yeah. no. I'm just saying oh. that like to the, to the, the story's credit, like they didn't skip it. Like. This is a thing that, yeah, would but I kind of wish they had. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they could have skipped yeah, it, and, and, and the, nice the movie would have been fine. The movie would have been yeah. fine if it couldn't. wasn't in it. Yeah, they, yeah, I, they, right. they couldn't skip it unless they so aged him faster than on fire hit him. I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah, maybe. Like I, I understand the argument. I see why they put it in there. I'm glad that they didn't make it like a romantic scene. And yeah. it was like, <clears throat> yeah, shown as like she doesn't really have a choice. She has to do it, but um. It, it seems clear to me that the person who wrote that other novel didn't feel the same way about it as me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, yeah, so, I'm. I'm like, what is this? Three, three, five years later, I'm finding this out because <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I pay attention to these things. And I'm like, nobody I've ever talked to talks about that having happened. And like, I was watching it. I'm just, and it never occurred to me that they had sex. It, until well, that's what Ponfar is. I, I guess you're watching with too many people who've seen TNG, but not TOS. Keith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Uh, yeah, I watch that scene again. Uh, not, 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 not it's not sexy. It's just like a whole new context of what's it, it's happening It's not a sexy scene screen. anyway. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, oh, God, it's wild. Yeah. Also, what I don't understand is why baby Spock, when he left the, the coffin, didn't wear the robe. <laughs> yes. And why would the, why would you go in the direction of the cold? That we find him naked and freezing later. Oh, no, no, no. That's not the, the direction of the cold. The problem is the genetic, the genesis uh, system is so unstable that like an area that is subtropical becomes a snowy area. Like gotcha. Okay. I thought that like there's like subtropical next to tropical, and he's like, I'm wandering off toward the cold while naked, which is like <laughs> the most uncomfortable thing I've ever seen. That, that that also sticks with me. Like the idea of being naked in the winter, just in oh, the snow. Yeah, horrifying. it's just the Oof. worst situation I could ever think to be in. Ugh. I mean, the good news is when they filmed that, they used uh, cotton powder. Funny, as I said that sentence, I'm looking at my notes, and one of them, that note, I, my eyes go on and says, "Being naked in the winter has to be the worst thing that could ever happen." <laughs> so yes, uh, past Keith and present Keith, and all versions are like I. That scene just like you'd be like 15 seconds away from dying to me. It seems like yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk for a second about the the scene at the very beginning when we first see uh, Christopher Lloyd's cling uh, mm. on, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and, and uh, that lady in the ship. Yeah, she has a very small small role, but like she does a great job. She's just like, ah, you will like it, and he's like, oh, so you've seen the information? Yes, sir. Unfortunate, and like her face is just like, oh, damn it. <laughs> well, that sucks. <laughs> she, she was a good sport about it. I, I thought that was pretty yeah. interesting. Yeah, um, I think that's actually one of my favorite representations of like Klingon honor type thing, where she's mm-hmm. just, he's like, you can't have seen it, and she's like, well, <laughs> all right, do what I do. Yeah. And then the captain's like, when do I get paid? And she's like. Hold on. <laughs> that is my one of my the one of the tropes in in all fiction that always makes you laugh. Hey, I want what's coming to me. <laughs> oh, you're okay. kidding. <laughs> never say that in yeah. a movie. Or never say I'll yeah, be right when back. When do I get paid? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just will not go well. Michael, what's your note? Next one. Uh, I was going back to the beginning part um with the Kirk no Kirk's uh, speech. It's talking about um Paid for the party with the deer with with our dearest blood was another line that really stood out to me when that one guy was asking if they were going to get like a hero's welcome. Our dearest blood. Yeah. yeah so that was just another line what that an really struck me. Awkward thing to ask the captain after he just lost right. his friends. It's like, are we like, at a party? Uh, fuck you. We having a party? Yeah. Hey, dude. <laughs> do they do the absent friends line in this movie? They do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and actually, I, I I had a note about that that I wanted to bring up later, but um, that's just another one of the things that J.J. Uh, Abrams' Star Trek was like, yoink. Um, um, the way they did um, in... No, not J.J. Abrams. It was uh, the other guy, Justin Lin. I love the way he did it in, um, in Beyond mm-hmm, because yeah. right as he says that, the camera, there's just like a quick, beautiful edit where they look at uh, Anton Yeltsin really quickly. Fuck. And yeah, then it fucks just, me up. And I'm like, oh man. <laughs> to absent friends, Anton. No. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well done. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. And I, 
I know that it was written in as a reference deliberately by Simon yep. Pegg. You know it was. It was well done. It, yeah, it was all subtle. If you don't know what happens, you wouldn't even know that that's why yeah. it was done. But yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. Keith, what's your next note? Uh, next note. See, Vulcans do that. No. Okay. The, my next <laughs> note is the meat microbes in the casket. Mm. Um, every time <laughs> I see that, I feel like the first assumption should be, oh my God, they ate the fucking body. I never yeah. thought about that. They're only on the outside unfazed. of the casket, though. Huh? They're only on the outside of the casket, though. Uh, I thought the casket was open, like, wasn't it? it? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. The casket was open, it's like around the casket, so I just, mm-hmm. oh, every time I think that, I'm like, the plant, the mic, these things on the plant just eat the body, but they're like, oh, he's <laughs> gone. I'm like, yeah, and, and yeah, yeah in the stomachs. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm always interested. Like every time I see them, just like that's not the conclusion you come to. That these <laughs> did they have eating mouths? I I I, I assume anything on any planet can eat. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, the guy's so unafraid by like he just steps through them and stuff. I'm just like, uh-huh. dude, like these things can be poisoned. I mean, I I always remember those things, and I like the idea that there are microbes grown. So that was kind of cool. <laughs> Yeah. I, I like how they specified that there were the microbes on the outside of the torpedo tube that got shot through, and that's why they're, like, on the ground now. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I noticed in here that I found lacking in Picard was that they actually do uh, that fake science. Mm-hmm. Um, um, fake science? Do, uh, there's a bunch of places where they do, um, like, techno babble that... that that one's like not necessarily techno babble where they're like there were microbes and now they just uh, evolved really quickly like that's cool but what are they eating but uh i mean i guess nothing on genesis is actually eating it's just appearing and disappearing um but they also did that with the whole conversation about proto matter mm-hmm. that i thought was really funny because she's like use proto matter but the thing that every scientist agrees is totally unstable <laughs> and he's like yeah i used a shortcut and she was like you're just like your father <laughs> uh hilarious but uh, also, I just think it's funny that the the whole thing was proto matter because um, the the prefix proto just means like before, right? So it's like <laughs> before matter. Not 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 the best way to name that. Like <laughs> proto matter is matter that existed before matter existed. I guess um, why would it be unstable? Because that's when the Big Bang. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually really like that they did that. Proto Magic matter. And that it ended up being right, like, it, it isn't stable. Oh, look, it built a planet and wrecked the planet simultaneously in, like, three hours. Whatever. Let's never visit this idea ever again, which, or do they ever again? Uh, they don't, but it makes sense because uh, Genesis didn't work properly. It was a weapon, like the Klingon said, but also because the head scientist who came up with it is dead. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, right. David. I guess if I was going to hold it to the same level that I hold Picard, then you have an entire galaxy of um, scientists that you know could do it again. But I guess they don't come across. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I don't need um, to pick by that one. It, it gets rejected as a failure. I think. I mean, it's a planet buster. Yeah. It is a planet buster. We don't want planet busters. Okay, those are for the <laughs> Empire. Cardassians probably do. Sons of bitches. Yeah, we'll fuck the Cardassians. <laughs> All right. Michael, what's your next one? Uh, I, I put uh, Christopher Lloyd as Commander Crooge or Crooge. I don't know how you say that. But um, I don't know. I thought he did a really good job. Uh, I was trying to look up the Klingon that was in 
Is it uh, the motion picture? Uh, I can't find his. Can't find it now. But um, I thought he did. I thought Christopher Lloyd did, did a lot better than the other than that guy in the motion picture. When he was, I agree. What's that? I agree. <laughs> well, he was like a uh, in general. He was like a better Klingon. Um, but uh, I don't know. I I like. Christopher Lloyd in Back to the Future, so anything he's in probably I'll like. But um, <laughs> I saw something. <laughs> on, like, I saw some on the internet, like Patrick Stewart. Yeah, I saw some on the internet where uh, it was like, name one thing Christopher Lloyd did that wasn't amazing as far as like acting and, and stuff, and it showed a bunch of like different characters, and every every one mm-hmm. of them's like, yeah, like yeah, he was amazing. Christopher Lloyd's amazing. Yeah, you've seen him in Clue, huh? right? Mm-hmm. You've seen him in Clue, right? Uh, not in a long time, but yes. Dear God, yes. We're all rewatching Clue soon. <laughs> Next watch party. We're watching. It, it is Clue. my. F- it's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite movies. Uh, <laughs> Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, Roger Rabbit. I mean, he's wow. amazing. Like he, there, the, the man is oh, it, yep. is a treasure. To, to like, oh, yeah. he's amazing. Yep. So I, it just, yeah, he's. I don't. There isn't one character I've seen him do that isn't done one hundred percent. Like just amazing. He's he's such yeah, a great. He, yeah, he, he never phones it. Yeah. Otherwise, I would be complaining about his performance as a Klingon. It's not very Klingon, but I don't care at all. Um, <laughs> right? Because it's he's so his cool. Klingon like accent him. is wonky, but that could just be the clan he's yeah, from. Exactly. exactly. I'm good. I'll make up anything he wants to because <laughs> I do love him. Oh, yeah. and like how he is, and yeah, I had a lot of fun with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my next note is that Genesis was quarantined to f- to form uh, to force the the Mad Caper. Uh, and then Picard stole. <laughs> uh, it's just like this recurring theme in Star Trek movies where they're like, for some reason, you cannot have the ship or the usual resources that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in this case, like you're not allowed to go to Genesis, Captain Admiral. <laughs> um, but the same as like when they were like, no, Picard, we can't give you a ship. Come on, mm-hmm. man. Uh, so I thought that was funny. Yeah, they keep getting nerfed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like the ship is still, you know, it's it's. it's I mean, if you junk. just give them Enterprise, it would be too easy. You have to steal Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> or in Wrathicon, uh, they find a nebula that you know, drops shields and sensors, so that yeah, <laughs> they Magica. didn't do it in the motion picture. Yeah, yeah, but the motion picture is nothing like any of the nope. other films. Yeah. God bless its heart. <laughs> well, I, I like how this one had kind of like a, a a heist, you know, feeling heist movie mm, feeling. Yeah, 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 yeah. It sure did. A buddy heist or something. That was really good. Dun, 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 oh yeah. <laughs> it. I mean, yeah, it's definitely a heist. Everybody, everybody does their own little like sneaky thing. Mm-hmm. I love Uhura's just like. I'll, I'll meet you at the rendezvous. <laughs> I'll have Mister Adventure eating out of my hands. <laughs> and I... then she really meets them on Vulcan. I fucking love. <laughs> As as the heist part, um, let's see. Uh, I'm not sure if I dislike it as much as like I. I'm gonna shift to my seat a little uncomfortably because I'm like, stop trying to be Star Wars. Um, because, like, yeah, like it feels like I'm like, what Star Trek? What? what problem I mean, yeah, Star Wars being... is a heist, you're right? Good. The first Star Wars is a heist, you're right? Oh no, no, I mean like uh, they start wearing all these like Star Wars looking costumes, and oh, like, yeah. it, it, they're, they're not being Starfleet. I'm just like, what is? Why Star Trek seem to have a problem doing a Starfleet adventure with Starfleet uniforms, a Starfleet mm-hmm. spaceship, and not blowing it up? Here they're like, you know, they're wearing their their rad Star Wars costumes and <laughs> and stealing a ship instead of like, you know, doing a mission for Starfleet. Uh huh. 
don't know. I, I yeah. So, um, I yeah, I'm not. I'm not as uh, yeah. I don't like the, the the Enterprise crew being rag to hag. There you go. That is fair enough. Um, can we talk about the Grissom? The what? The Grissom. What's that? The Grimson. The USS Grimson. Oh, the, the, the Excelsior class ship? Yeah, the science ship. <laughs> oh, no, the science ship. Never mind. Uh, yeah. The science yeah, ship. That was, uh, Not the Excelsior. That um, is a pretty um, un... Oh, you're right. That... The Grimson is the Excelsior, but I mean the science ship. Yeah. Yeah, science ship is not a good looking ship. And <laughs> Disagree. Some... I think it's kind of oh, cool. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I, I don't like the saucer section being like hovering above the fuselage mm-hmm. in it just seems Yeah, because it doesn't have like that central post, it has like the two side connectors. Yeah, it's uncomfortable looking. So like mm-hmm. when it blows up I'm like ha ha <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I see, I see. I, I really liked uh I I I kinda like that shape, but mm-hmm. you you're right that in space it would be exceedingly fragile. Yeah. Which I think they're trying to give off that feeling, and they're like, "It's a side ship; it'll break." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's a weird. I, I I very much love that we get to see another design, though, and that's not just like cloning another kind of like Enterprise ship. That was really mm-hmm. cool. I like that a lot. But yeah, you're you're not. You need. You should have yourself an escort, buddy, because yeah. space is dangerous. <laughs> space is dangerous. Mm. <laughs> Michael, what's your next one? Uh, I have the. We talked about the story of the Katra and the living spirit. It's like, yeah, just what we talked about before, just to, you know, how, mm-hmm. you know, why don't they ever do it again? And um, just kind of came out of nowhere, but. Um, we're just going to make this Vulcan mysticism up real fast. <laughs> hey, hold on. I thought Vulcans were supposed to be super logical. Yeah, but they're also touch telepaths. Ha ha, bye. Touch telepaths. It's like on the old Batman um, uh, and the movie show in the 60s where like they had a machine to do the everything. Adam West one. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, it was uh-huh, kind of like uh-huh. that. Tactile psychokinesis. There you go. Um, you, sort of like that machine in Picard. That's just like imagine whatever you it, wanted to exactly. do. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it, it reminds me of what kids would do if they're like, "No, I want my character to come back to life." Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> How about you put your life in this other, and then we go on a mission to get your soul back? Or I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, it, it, yeah, you guys do whatever you want. You guys earned a lot of goodwill and. <laughs> All right. I don't need to hold you to too much. <laughs> I'm finding the more distance I get from Picard, the show, I'm like the harsher I am on it. I'm like, yeah, that was bullshit. I mean, I still, I still love Picard, but I'm like, yeah, that was that was stupid. Keith, he's oh, coming no. over to ours. No, 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 no. Jay, save me. We're just trying to help. You. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh. What? I'll tell you after I record. <laughs> Sorry. Kiddo's like no, that's fine. my, no, my kiddo's here in Keith, my kiddo's in the room. He's like, "Why? How dare who? What they do? What do you do? What they do?" <laughs> like I'll tell you after the podcast. Are they being mean buddy. to you, Daddy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell you after, Bud. Keith, what's your next up? Uh, let's see. There's a quick one where um, where Sulu was getting like stared down by that taller dude, and like by the mm. end of it, Sulu takes yeah, let's him talk down. About like, it. All right, let's talk about the Sulu mm-hmm. scene. Oh man, I love that where he's just like you know staring him down. I and like actually I forgot what happened, so I was like expecting Sulu to you know play it cool, but Sulu <laughs> takes the guy down. I'm just like, yeah, dude, he saved oh. the galaxy. Who are you? No one even <laughs> told you your name. So yeah, Watch the reason 
the reason you forget is because they don't even show it to us. Um, you see the guy standing up and he's like massive and he goes, what are you going to do tiny or whatever? Um, and then it cuts to Kirk and whoever Kirk's with me in that scene, I forget. Um, and then he walks in and Sulu's already gotten the dude against the wall <laughs> with his arm behind his back. Badass. Don't Fuck even yeah, see man. it. You just want to tangle with this guy who's you know, seeing stars die and be born. No, no, you're a guard. You don't step a Sulu <laughs> like that. Anyway. Yeah. You're dumb. You can't do anything to me. I'm Sulu. <laughs> um, a bigger note, though, is uh, how much I uh, love hating the Excelsior class ship. <laughs> uh, She's a fat bottom ship. girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, like, it, it, it's my favorite type, neck. buddy. Come on. <laughs> the, 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 the cells are too small for its body. I, I like how there's just like this massive, uh, this massive like bottom section, and then there's like a hole cut out so that when the energy comes out of uh, the the center point, it doesn't like wreck the ship. <laughs> Your body shaming is, is a great crossover point. But uh, um, I mean, it probably has more protection than the engine room in uh, Enterprise, for example. That's oh, yeah. true. Yeah. Um, but like, but if the engine room explodes, you're all you're all dead. So, like, the Enterprise comes into dock, and then, like, you see that massive Excelsior, and so, like, it's supposed to be the better ship or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I just love, like, when the, the Enterprise escapes, and, like, the Excelsior's like, let's take him out. And it goes, like, ah, you're a piece of crap ship. I love that part. It's like, would it really make that noise? I don't know, but it was funny. It did make a goofy noise. Wait, just turning off. Um, why wouldn't it make that noise? What do you mean? It's in space. Oh, <laughs> yeah. right. um. <laughs> not working engines go. <laughs> Although that's a, that was like also the sound from Star Wars: The uh, Falcon. Mm, yeah, also didn't true. go to warp. I was surprised that um, when the ship exploded, we did not hear a Wilhelm scream. Yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking of the Wilhelm scream. Yeah, there actually wasn't one. I like wrote down that there wasn't one. I was- well, what's the point of time? The Wilhelm scream was way more rare and like hard to find. It wasn't until recently it's in modern films. Oh, yeah. I was like, Keith, why are you sounding like that? I know. <laughs> Sorry. He's pushing his glasses like, up his the, nose. Who's this, who's this fifth host? Who's this new person? Yeah. After Lord of the Rings came out, also in the Wilhelm scream just started appearing like everywhere. <laughs> oh, is that what brought it back? Lord of the Rings. Oh. All right. Well, That's I'm due for another Lord of the Rings rewatch. I just, I just yeah. got Lord of the Rings like to hours. show the kiddo. It's, tw- oh, cool. it's nice. twice in Return. You hear it twice in Return of the King. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I used to call it the Star Wars scream. <laughs> <laughs> the Star Wars scream. Yeah. Uh, it, it's older oh, it's than that. Oh, it's way old. Yeah. It's in, yeah. Yeah. I, I noticed it was like in all George Lucas movies. Mm-hmm. And then. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't until the birth of the internet that I was like, whoa. Wait, all of shit. them, including like graffiti? <laughs> I don't know about that one. I've only seen graffiti like maybe once or twice. Oh, man. But it's I in haven't Willow. seen graffiti in a long time. But I don't know where you would put a Wilhelm screaming at. I doubt he'd do it there because the graffiti was like his kind of like, let me see if I can do something for normal people. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't like trying to be George Lucas there. For normal people, huh? Yeah, he was a dare from Francis Ford Coppola who says, dude, can't try. Just try making a normal movie for once <laughs> and, and see how it goes. He's like, all right, I'll do American Graffiti and let's see how it does. And Interesting. He's like, uh-huh. Yeah, Francis, I did it and it made a lot of money too in your face. <laughs> yeah, it was a bet. Hmm. I did not know that. Well, thank you, Coppola. I, I quite like American Graffiti. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. I, I saw it recently for the first time, like hmm. maybe this or last. Oh, really cool. 
Yeah, it never comes on. Like I don't remember ever. Oh, it's a rare. TV yeah. yeah, it's one of my dad's favorite movies, so I've seen it a lot. <laughs> it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I've probably only seen it because my dad showed it to me too. Mm-hmm. When I was young, I think the first time I I saw Indiana Jones, like we were talking about Han Solo, and then he was like, "I've got another movie for you," and he showed me American Graffiti. That's probably what happened. It's pretty good. It's good. Mm-hmm. I like the scene at the end with the plane. Oh, yeah. When Hanzo... Favorite Savic? What's that? Who's your favorite Savic, Michael? Um, my favorite Savic? Yeah. Um, this one or Christy Alley? Oh, um... I kind of like the Christy Alley one a little bit better. I don't know why. Um, I'm good. Okay. No, go ahead. I love Robin. I love Robin Curtis. So I'm like, yep, no. Nope, well, I like my this favorite one. one is the one we see in uh, Undiscovered Country. Uh, did you know that that was supposed to be uh, that that actress in Undiscovered Country was the first one, but then she had to drop out. Then went to Christiana. Oh, really? Oh, I did. Yeah, not she's know that. friends with someone in like the cast or crew or something oh. like that. So she's supposed to be it, but couldn't be because of something happened. So then they're like, hey, we're doing another movie. Do you want to do it this time? Hmm. She's like, all right, yeah, yeah. But we're going to make so a there new were character three for you. Actors. You're acting the same, basically. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's why those two characters are similar. Okay. Yep. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> I know a lot of people who straight up can't tell the difference between Valerius and Sarek. I it's it's really hard. Like yeah, they they really all three of them blend hard. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall. I, I okay. am. I am yeah, offended that uh, okay. the the plot of somebody betraying Spock was supposed to be Savic. I think that's very rude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> she was cool. She was a good villain. Mm. Yeah, she was. I liked her. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not going to counter the Savix because she's a bit of a different character. She does a great <laughs> job, though. Um, Kirstie Alley, then, because like I, she is otherworldly beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, I love her mm-hmm. so much, and I loved her in Cheers. Yeah, I definitely don't think I could. <laughs> Christy Alley's Savic is great because she's she she feels more like direct and in control than uh, Robin Curtis's. But I like Robin Curtis's like soft, kind of like, I'm Vulcan, I'm logical, but also I care about people. Um, yeah, they're, 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 they're different. But they mm-hmm. both do a great job. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Robin Curtis is just your favorite because Robin Curtis is your favorite. Jay? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's why yeah, I picked Christy why. Alley. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I'm gonna, yeah. I don't want to be mean to her or anything. Can't help she, it. I'm sure she's a lovely woman. Uh, <laughs> she's definitely not my favorite because, uh, like, if she ever hears this, you, you're, I love you. You're, you're a beautiful woman. Uh, but like, um, wait, are we talking about Robin? She <laughs> seems like like this. The, the 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 role she she disappears to me. Like, she's not as much of a, as a forefront character, and almost yeah, hmm. her her yeah. performance and character just dis- disappears in the background mm-hmm. for me when she's doing it. Yeah, well, I you know mm. I'm glad her people like her. She's very nice. If you're listening to this ever, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Keith's email address is Keith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I wish I her the best of luck. I did meet her. I did cool. meet her at a at the convention. Cool. So that was pretty fun. Yeah. Um. Nice. She was awesome. Keith, what's she shows show? up on TNG. Um. Let's see. My next one would be. Um, little Star Trek movie is pretty small in this movie Starfleet only has oh yeah <laughs> um, there's like a thing that uh, people dog on um, later Star Trek movies where their Starfleet's very small where 
you only have like just a few number of ships. You go into that dock where you're supposed to have a fleet of ships, and like you only see two ships. It's kind of like, like yeah, another nitpick. Sorry, I'm doing. I that. just assumed they were out but, doing stuff, and like the other ships. Um, I'm really confused as to why you're apologizing for nitpicking when it's one of our favorite things to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, when, when I when I uh-huh. critique, I want it to be uh, this is a legit critique, but this is like something where we're, uh, movies are just pretend, mm-hmm. and and that is like picking on a little bit too small of a detail, I think. Eh. But mm-hmm. yeah, I I I think, yeah. and also I think I got uh, we got spoiled by DS9, where you did get to see the fleet of ships. Oh, yeah. And if you're around Earth, and also you play Star Trek Online, I should be seeing lots of ships just flying around. But mm-hmm. they keep the movie down to, and like, you know, they, they have jobs and lives. They can't have, spend all day making new ships for me. <laughs> they but, should, but they won't. Yes. <laughs> yes. Your budgets, yeah, yeah. man. Budgets, okay? Right. CGI right, right. wasn't a thing. <laughs> they couldn't copy yeah, and paste the same ship over and over and over. <laughs> As we work our way through the movies, we slowly start making fun of Picard again. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's my uh, uh, that was my quick note. Uh, The other one we talked about, which was the um, the bird of prey and the Enterprise doing a cowboy draw (laughs) in space. I love that, and also like. Yeah, like in all the fiction I've ever seen, there is a distortion in space where a ship is cloaked. So I was really happy that finally someone's like, yeah, that thing. Yeah, but don't ignore that little worldly stuff. Target it. And then like, yeah, the ship, they, they thought they had to jump on them, but it's the Enterprise crew and just pew, got them. Huh. So, yeah, love that shot. You know what I never noticed about this movie before? Hmm. Hmm. They killed the dog. Oh, the what? Targ? Dog. The Targ? Yeah. Poor guy, I know. I mean, I know it's a Targ, but it's... Yeah. It, and it, it, it is made to look disgusting and to not be like, oh, he's a cute pet. But <laughs> the fact is, they killed mm-hmm. the pet in this movie. Mm-hmm. Rude. Monster. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. monster. Whatever. It's, I know. It's a pet to a Klingon. <laughs> it's a monster to a monster. That, it's a, that's What's a monster. Point? You can kill monsters. <laughs> like, that's, that's not... We're not talking... This is not a... A loving dog. This is like a, you know? a thing that's ready to kill. <laughs> this is like he pets it, it, it but everybody else know. is like, it's, 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 yeah, you know, don't know it's, that. It, isn't it chained up or something? It's always ready to kill. So and maybe he was yeah, just hungry. Come on. He's just hungry. Well, because yeah, yeah, it's a yeah, monster. That's a, that's a funny bit, though, where he leaves the ship and he's like, and feed my dog. And they're like, uh. <laughs> you do it. <laughs> Michael, what's your next note? Uh, my next note was, um, t- I'm going to talk about DeForest Kelly you know, and McCoy doing, you know, having Spock in his brain. But I, yes. but I, to sidetrack, I did a Google search on Katra, Living Spirit. And the third entry is Katra, the erotic spirit, fan lore, uh, which is a cling. Uh, so anyway, we'll, no. we'll talk about that later. Really? Let's not. Moving spirits is sexual? <laughs> that'll, okay. That'll be okay. off. Yeah, that'll um, be off. No, but I, just, I thought we'll uh, DeForest Kelly did an amazing <laughs> job in this one, um, mm-hmm. acting like crazy with Spock in yeah, his brain. Yeah, like Definitely. him losing yeah. his, like, what's McCoy and what's Spock, especially in the bar. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. I found it inconsistent, oh, yeah. though. I couldn't tell, like, under what circumstances does he start Spocking and whatnot? No like, circumstances. Like, like what causes it? Or? Yeah. But he, sometimes sure he acts like Spock. Sometimes he doesn't. 
I, I couldn't figure out like what would trigger. Yeah, there was. No, yeah, I don't think there was a trigger. It was just kind of going in and out. It was. It was just yeah. always there. Yeah. Like. So that was my. Like you can't always tell I'm depressed, but I'm always depressed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah, I don't think there was a particular trigger for that. It was just like always, just kind of Spock and kind of McCoy. And I think my favorite bits of those meeting are like when Mm -hmm. McCoy will say something very Spock-like, like that's not logical, but also swear simultaneously. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Guys. Yeah. Yeah. DeForest Kelly is amazing. I mean, he just—he was—he's just great. He's—he's great and. Yeah, his whole almost a walking cartoon character. He's, um, he's such a uh, like icon. It. Truly, when I, I was know. still thinking about like maybe having kids, my plan was to name them D and Forrest. <laughs> uh, nice. A third one, Kelly. Nice, and that is, that's that's why we're friends. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> that's that's why. Why. Would D have been short for something? <laughs> what? Would D have been short for something? No, just D. Hmm. All right, the letter D E E. Oh, yes. Cool. Oh, okay, okay. Although the letter is fun yeah. too. I hope they just write it D, and then their teachers are like, "Wait, what? Um, it's never gonna happen. I'm not gonna have kids." But that's 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 my name. I'll just have to D. name my dog that. Instead. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'm looking through Robin <laughs> Curtis's uh, IMDb page because I feel bad. <laughs> I, I don't know, like, why I feel bad about like saying that she wasn't that noticeable yeah, that was your opinion that's, that's no, she was, that. yeah I definitely found Savick very soft in that movie as opposed to I think part of yeah. it was in the writing uh, yes but certainly um, and it mm-hmm. might have been Nimoy's directing yeah. too who knows speaking of Nimoy's directing mm-hmm. um, it was particularly mm-hmm. uh, obvious to me in the Kirk and Sarek mind melt scene but uh, there's a lot of great close-ups in this, uh, like shots that you really didn't see in other Star Trek movies, uh, like just a mouth, just the mm-hmm. eyes, and they were really, they were really nice. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Good there. He did a great job. Um, on that Sarek scene, I, I, I passed up a note that how much Sarek kept on saying, "Hey, I think uh, Spock's probably in your mind. I think he's. I think. Let me let me check your head. Let me check your head really quick." And Kirk's like, "No." There's nothing in my head, I swear to you. He's like, no. And, like, Sarah kept pushing at it, where mm-hmm. Kirk's like, it never happened. And then, like, he he made he makes uh, Kirk experience the worst moment of his life again. And he's like, oh, well, I guess you were right. <laughs> like, yeah. Thanks, buddy. I thought that was kind of funny. It's funny that you bring that up, because my note literally says, Sarah is totally lacking in social graces, as usual. Such a dick. Uh, he, he just... But the fact that he assumed Spot would give Kirk his Kajra is really funny, too, to me, because... Um, uh, you know, like, I'm sorry if this is something that you're not interested in, but fandom history is something that I'm interested in, and, um, we can thank, uh, Star Trek fandom in particular for, uh, like, gay fix being called Slash Fix, because they started with mm-hmm. Kirk Spock, and the scene just makes me laugh really hard, because it's like, Sarek's like, mm-hmm. well, isn't he your boyfriend? Who the hell else <laughs> would he pick? You guys are close, and don't like, act no, like you're not. <laughs> we all see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know what's going on. You don't have to say and anything, then Kirk but says, I already know. Your son means more to me than you could ever know. And Sarek's like, mm-hmm. I'm just Damn saying. Damn right. I, uh-huh. and clearly I know, otherwise yep. I wouldn't be here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, and then uh, I guess he is in your bed. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry, I fucked your oh, head up. M- mm-hmm. My bad. Yeah, my bad. My yeah, bad. No, instead he's in his friend of <laughs> head. He thought it would be funny. 
frenemy cool. <laughs> Bones is just like, stop it, get out. <laughs> yeah, Bones made a joke about that. He's like, oh yeah, he said, um, it's for all those times he was wrong. Yeah, he, all those arguments <laughs> yeah. he lost. All these arguments <laughs> he lost. Yeah. That bastard. <laughs> that was genius. Yeah. I love that uh, moment. Jeez, yeah. Honestly, that was a great. That was great writing. Just having having it be uh, McCoy and having that whole like you know thing go down. That's it's just brilliant because that's not we we mm-hmm. everyone would have expected yeah, including Kirk, Sarah. You know what I mean? Because they were BFFs, you know. And uh, and McCoy would, is like the last person on the planet that would allow his brain yeah. to like meld with Spock. But he did, you know. It's what happened. <laughs> Poor you know? McCoy. Uh, this is not the first uh, time that he gets forcibly minded, mind melded with by a Spock. Not that Spock, but it's it, and it was not yeah. Bones either. But it's uh-huh. not the first time. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Which other time are we talking about? <laughs> mirror, so. mirror, my friend. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think I've seen it. Is that a TOS episode? Uh, it is a TOS yeah. episode. It's the first. It's the first mirror episode ever. Mm. And um, I mean, we, we eventually should, like, will do an episode on the mirrors. And do an episode mirror episode. So we'll get there. We'll get there. Don't you worry, <laughs> Keith. You'll see it. All right. Cool. I will slowly make you watch all of TOS. One episode. I'm. I'm looking forward to it. Are, to see how, where it all started and all the references I probably wasn't catching when they were happening. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. <laughs> looking forward to it. Hmm. What's your next note, please? Um, I'll say again. I hate to high heavens. They killed David. Yeah, <laughs> like so yeah. just kill. Yeah, yeah. I'm so mean to Robin Curtis. Uh, I, <coughs> she's she's a great person, but like, why didn't we kill her? Like, yeah. she's not a part of the crew. Uh, well, yes, she is. <laughs> Man, I just like they they introduced him. Uh, oh my god! Like Kirk has a legacy that can live on behind beyond him. And JK. I'm glad we introduced. Oh my god! <laughs> yep. Gotcha, Gabe. <laughs> just stabbed him like it was nothing, and mm-hmm. it was it went quick. It was is really well, dramatic. What do they? Yeah, what do they call that? He, oh, he was a plot device. device. Jobbed him, right? Indeed. Um, he was a I jobber. Think they they tried to make it like a valiant sacrifice because the dude was about to stab Savic, uh, Savic, and then he stops him, and then mm-hmm. that's why he's the one who dies. So mm-hmm. like they 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 made a cursory mm-hmm. attempt at making him seem heroic, but it it still comes off very much like. Well, if we kill Spock, that would defeat the purpose of the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So who do we got? Savik or David? Who's going to make Kirk cry? David? Okay, let's yes. kill David. Who's going to make Kirk? We got we to, yeah, it's got to hurt. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Losing Savik mm-hmm. would hurt Spock, but Spock doesn't remember who he is right now, so that's pointless. So we got to kill David. Yeah, David was job. <laughs> and, yeah, the, the yep. point, I'm, I'm not sure if I said it on this podcast, but Jobber was. Um, you probably have, but I mean, why not? But yeah, quickly, it's a wrestling term where uh, they announce the threat. Like if you, they put this. They, there's certain characters, or sometimes certain wrestlers, they use where they make you like that person, and like they get so defeated that it's supposed to make you angry. And like, yeah, like they, they leave you leave the stadium just furious, and they <laughs> do this to people on purpose. A great TOS example of jobbing, uh, not TOS. A great TNG example of. St- Jobbing is like every episode where Worf gets his ass beat ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Worf is Worf so is tough. Check jobbers. out him getting beat up so you can feel afraid of this person. Mm-hmm. They announce the threat. Like, yeah, with David getting killed, now you know that shit is real and people can possibly die and you you should feel bad about it. So. But we should have known oh. that anyway because he killed his girlfriend like right yeah. away. Sorry, my love. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Oh, she has mm-hmm. great boobs, by the way. Who's that? Who does? The his his girlfriend. Like this is the first time I've noticed it. The the Klingon lady at the beginning. Oh shit! Yeah. Um, but um, like normally I just you know because she's a very small character and uh, that's not the things that I mm-hmm. pay attention mm-hmm. to typically <laughs> in a scene like these that. boobs did not catch my attention. I'll admit it. But the watch it again and you'll be surprised they did. Um, the costume was like. This is this cool Klingon lady. And also here, here are boobs. Boobs. Her boobs are very nice. <laughs> um, take a look at that costume again and you'll be like, how did I not notice the first time? <laughs> it, it just strikes me as odd that like that would be the costuming choice for a character that's on screen for like three minutes and who never speaks English more than like twice. It's it's. it's <laughs> well, if I'm going to be on screen, I'm going to look good. Right? Yeah. So. So I'm going to be fucking hot. For my, well, she knew she was going to be on the view screen, right? She was like, I'm going to dress up for this. I want people to notice me while I'm on the screen, so here it comes. And he's Boots like, out. the guns. He's like, you got to die now. And she's like, mm, shame. <laughs> yeah, I, I did think that was pretty interesting how how honorable she took it. He's yeah. like, this is the job. Okay. You got to die now. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Seems right. Seems right. I, I, am, a, I am a Klingon. Uh, Klingon honor is very specific in this movie, but it's not necessarily reflective of Klingon honor in the rest of Star Trek. Um, I, I, mm-hmm. I also with the the kid, the, the son dying. Um, I, I did like think of something to make myself feel like I guess better about mm-hmm. it, which is I, you know if you're gonna die, mm-hmm. um, then I guess like it's kind of like appropriate to do it after achieving your dream of becoming a god and creating a planet, <laughs> and therefore you have done a a, a massive sin. And therefore, you should probably die on that planet that explodes underneath you. So, mm. yeah. yeah, yeah, he did cross totally. a line. He should not mm. have done, mm-hmm. and he paid the ultimate price for it. So, and, well, right. yeah, and he paid the ultimate price because of his own uh, his own choices because he's the one who decided to use the proto matter, which is the only way mm-hmm. the thing would have worked. So he knew he shouldn't hey. have done that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then his last uh, act did redeem himself to sacrifice himself for somebody else, but. Mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping mm-hmm. that, like, all right, cool, Kirk's got a son, and, like, his son, maybe we could think about the adventures that he does as a scientist, and, oh, oh okay. <laughs> never mind. Yeah, it would be nice oh, to have, like, a science mind. show with him, but, I mean, yeah. we do get a science captain. Mm-hmm. Janeway. Well, at least he died better than his father. science mm-hmm. captain? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Didn't have, like, a bridge Why are we calling home. Janeway a science captain? Sorry. Well, what? Why are we calling Janeway a science captain versus any other captain? Because she was a science officer before she became the captain. Whereas Ooh. Kirk was, like, a um, tactical officer. Yeah. Whereas oh. Picard was a uh, mm-hmm. commanding officer. Like, he was always in the command track. Jane was in the science track until she hit um, probably first officer. Cool. Or captain. I'm not sure if I noticed this. And now I get to, you know, file that away as uh, some knowledge on, like, oh, yeah, I guess they have to be, like, you know, low-level characters <laughs> first before they... <laughs> oh, right. She was a lieutenant at some point. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. I guess um, my mind can easily see them going through captain <laughs> school and then becoming a captain, but yeah, yeah you, Picard was a pilot. You can. Um, I mean, there's so there's three branches, uh, operations, which is red shirts and TOS, and uh, some of them become red shirts and some of them become yellow shirts in, uh, in TNG. I, I don't really understand the costuming, like, distinction for TNG for red and, and sometimes I think red is just command. Supposed to be, I think. Okay. Well, uh, in TOS anyway, yellow is command, red is all of operations, blue is science. So 
Spock, in theory, would change his uniform between him being a uh, first officer and science officer. And then when he becomes captain, he would be switched over to yellow. All right. So cool. Janeway, science captain. Mm-hmm. Right on. I don't remember her nice. doing, like, there's <laughs> yeah. coffee uh, in that. It's nebula. more obvious earlier on when you see her interacting with Bolana and they just, like, shoot off into techno, excited mm-hmm. techno babble together. Uh, in future seasons, Janeway becomes, you know, like, big boss. Uh, I will go rainbow on everyone to save my crew, Janeway. So you don't see it as much. <laughs> so but you they, can kind of see it in the way she interacts with Seven yeah. also. Like, they, they nerf her intelligence like they do uh, Sam Carter in Atlantis. Mm. Because when you're in command, you can't be... Wait... Yes. I thought that was the point was of bringing her on Atlantis <laughs> to double up on the science, but oh, whatever. I, I take it Carter's your greatest disappointment <laughs> in SGA. Yes, yes, yes. I thought I was going to get like a second hit of like enjoying <laughs> Carter. Nope, sorry. But she's nothing about the Carter that I like as a commander. What season are you on now? Uh, last one of Enterprise. Okay. Uh, yeah, last one of Atlantis. Then, where Woolsey, God then, bless him, he's then, awesome. Yeah, then you know... Um, people felt the same way. They were like, we like Carter, but this is not the right role for her. Uh, yeah, and I felt bad, like, at, when she was, like, kind of walking off the set, like, there's, like, this kind of meta moment where she's like, well, I hope I did a good job. And then, like, Rodney goes, eh. Rodney. Yeah. He was kind about it, but, like, Well, I think yeah, right after that, she did mm-hmm. Sanctuary, um, and she certainly got to produce Sanctuary because of her work in Stargate and Stargate Atlantis. So, worked cool. out well for her. Um, Sanctuary is fun, at least as much of it as I've watched. Christopher Heyerdahl is two characters in that, as well as two characters in SGA. <laughs> I love Christopher Heyerdahl. Which one's that? Um, in Stargate Atlantis, he plays Holling, um, the the Athosian that they meet at the beginning with the sun, ah, and he also okay. plays Todd. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Same guy. I didn't notice. In cool. Sanctuary, he plays Jack the Ripper and um, a, a caveman butler. Like a Neanderthal I sound, butler. I don't. I don't hear you saying that Sanctuary is great. Um, I, that's because it's not great. It's fun. It's dorky. Will I be enjoying uh, Amanda Tapping on maybe close to the same level? Um, her character in Sanctuary is a lot more stern and uh, like closed off. And uh, hmm. now I find Carter funner. Um, but I definitely think it's worth watching if you're a fan of hers. And shot. you might like it more than me. Um, I I don't remember disliking it. It just like didn't stand out in my mind. It's amazing, you know. It's it's not an SGA for me. Okay. Um, but, and we got to this yeah. because we were talking about science officers. <laughs> yes, and that's how we got nerf here. being nerfed and whoops. It's like meanwhile back on the there Star Trek okay. podcast. <laughs> uh, because Carter's an excellent example, just like Janeway, of a science officer getting nerfed once they're no longer in a science position. Area. All right. Michael, what's your next note? Uh, I didn't have any other notes, but I was thinking about how um, David's death was at least better than his father's. You know, Kirk got... <laughs> well, I mean, Kirk got, like, a bridge <laughs> down. Whereas at least yeah, David went out yeah, fighting, boy. you know? Yeah. Uh, Ouch. Yeah. I'm looking forward yeah. to us hitting that movie because it's going to get teared, torn to pieces. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> torn God. to pieces. Um, yeah. I, I yeah. am Popping not happy with any of the Kirk scenes. In the <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was my thought. Um, <laughs> nothing is canon after Undiscovered Country. <laughs> oh, shit. Marshmallows. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. That, that, that TNG movie universe is its own small pocket universe <laughs> to me. 
where they do whatever they want to do. <laughs> yeah, there's like but... TOS, then the TOS movies, then TNG, then the TNG movies, then DS9, and Voyager, and Enterprise. And I'm like, okay, uh, in, in the order in which I ignore them, TNG movies <laughs> first, Enterprise is second. Mm. <laughs> you ignore Enterprise? <laughs> I mean, Enterprise did a bunch of revision on, on uh, canon stuff from the previous shows, so I just find it easier to ignore. Oh. <laughs> Um, Enterprise won me over. It is the the least, the lessest of all the series. I think <laughs> the, the least but it won me series. over. It did not win me over. Hmm. Damn, that's, that's surprising. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> it, is it? it yeah, I, mean, I, I think it it's because third, of so it's last season to win me over. So um, I can see that might be why because I never made it to the last season. Yeah. Oh, big big shocker! I did too, buddy. I like Enterprise. <laughs> right there with you. Good. <laughs> yeah, y'all feel free to like Enterprise. I don't I like think it's um, a bad memory for sure. Uh, yes. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I also. Sabrina like refuses to watch Discovery. But again, I've only seen Discovery season one. We've talked about this. <laughs> Am I right? Are you refusing to watch Discovery, nah, Sabrina? I'm not refusing to watch it. I just like I've seen season one, and I don't really have an interest in seeing season two from all of the complaints I've heard Ugh, about it. Until yeah. somebody sits next to me, gets drunk with me, and watches <laughs> it with me. You, you see, so I need good. somebody. To do it with me. Gotcha. <laughs> Actually, I watched the first season of Discovery right, so with what? one of my friends, uh, but they since moved away to Massachusetts, so that's not going to happen. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, okay. Well, um, we can do a watch to, uh, watch together on <laughs> yep. on Discord. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah, I, I can do that. Like, I can do that. I actually, I have to admit, season one, so Discovery, I know we're going off topic. But what? This we is a Star do. Trek podcast. Uh, Discovery, we're still talking yeah, about Star Trek. We're fine. <laughs> and Star Wars. And- yeah, I know. Yeah, okay. Um, Discovery's end, and I'm not going to know spoilers, um, but the setup for the next season, I am very excited about. Very excited about. And I'm not going to get into why or whatnot, but I think that season one and season two were kind of leading mm-hmm. up to this and i think season three is going to be the like the big season of hey uh, this show whoa this show just hopefully you're uh, right. it has my interest i'm gonna disagree that it was leading up to this the whole time because the no, uh, the uh, writing team entirely swapped between season one and season two um but yeah i my biggest complaint about discovery is still like i think it was a really stupid idea of them to go 10 years before something we've already seen in the storyline yeah. especially mm-hmm. if the show was going to run seven years uh, mm-hmm. like the other shows have because then it would stop three years before tos yeah. like yeah so the ending they pick yeah. fixes that problem it clears them out for worrying about like canon mm-hmm. issues so i think that was smart um i wish they had done it from the beginning mm-hmm. and i'm also still yep. upset that it's been turned yeah. into not an ensemble show mm. Yeah, yeah. Michael mm, is the chosen okay. one. Mm-hmm. Um, Indeed. Uh, yeah, although, like, I do, th- yeah. I, I, I defend some of her Mary Sueness in the first season because, like, once again, like, she, like, uh, people um, get on her for her fuck up at the first episode, mm-hmm. but you're supposed to fuck up as mm-hmm. a beginning character. Yeah. So that I don't count as a Mary Suing, but because, like, she. She did wrong. She fucked up. And that's what you're supposed to be doing in the story. If yeah. People get mad at her fucking up, but mm. that's what you're supposed to do at the beginning of the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, if you don't fuck up, how are you going to improve? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm. She, it, it kicked her down to her lowest point. So uh, I think the things that annoyed me the most about Discovery were some of the things that were just like completely out of nowhere. Like, 
her and Sarek being psychically connected. I'm like, oh. hey, hey, you remember how Vulcans were touch telepaths? Touch telepaths? <laughs> you can you, you can that, you can bond uh, uh, to one person, the person you marry. Uh, did he marry mm-hmm. his daughter? I don't think so. And that also, was Mary Sue of her to be. She's human, so uh, how, Spock's how? sister, like Spock's sister, like that was something Kid Keith would have done, <laughs> and like, or maybe even yes, I, yes, I'm not yes. your writer. Um, <laughs> I have complained about <laughs> but, that. But to make yourself important, you have to like attach yourself directly to one of the stars. Yeah. Like, mm, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's a very basic like no no in role playing. Um, so you're, you're I, I, I find it funny that like stuff that um, people who write doing role play or who write doing doing fan fiction will learn this early on, like when you start, you know, you you make your characters related to other characters so that they have an excuse to be there, or you mm-hmm. um, kill off their parents mm-hmm. to make make their life tragic, or you know, like whatever. These are mistakes that like everybody makes at first when we don't know how to be subtle, and then we learn subtlety later. So I find it really funny when I keep seeing it in movies and TV shows. I'm like, come on, guys. Yeah. Fan fiction writers have learned not to do this. You're being professionally... You, you have This job is your professional job. You're being paid money to write a script. Come on. I'm actually w- wondering, like, how don't these people know? You're, you're, they're seasoned veterans to me. Um, how do you not know not to do that? Well, they they like, probably um, do. They just don't my, care. My sin of... You know, do yeah, they anyway. just don't care. Really? It's easy. It's easy to do it. Like, <laughs> no, care. I mean, they... Take the, obviously, they, they have... Some of them have to know about it, but they do it anyway, right? So some of them are just mm-hmm. like, fuck it, I'll just do it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? Exactly. Because we still watch it, right? <laughs> so, we, we have to make it ourselves. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you still watch the show, yeah. don't you? No. I'm gonna yeah, it's like, shut up. Yeah, it is. My sin of it, my sin of doing this was a Highlander um, fanfic I was doing for a character, <laughs> and my character wandered the land and found Connor McCloud's uh, grave or his first grave, Include. where he puts his his sword in the dirt, and like I took that as my own sword, and like I saw my buddy Max wince as as I mentioned that, uh-huh. and like I've never forgotten. I was like, yeah, I need, I just just I don't need to take his sword. To be special, I should just have my own sword. I shouldn't have done that. Hey, Keith. Wow. Sorry. I, I love that you wrote a Highlander fan fiction. I'm just saying. And I got to go thank <laughs> Max now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Max didn't say anything. He did, he did not say anything out loud. But I felt <laughs> it when he got to the part where, like, I took Connor's sword. He was and trying was to like, support oh, okay. you. <laughs> yeah. He was very nice about that. And I've, it's been, like, 20 years since I've mm-hmm. done that. And I've, I've still, like, when I, like, um, dog on... um new star wars for like ray gets everything from everybody else yep. and like keeps taking like you know legacy stuff yep. and i was like ah jesus i did the exact <laughs> same thing and no one said ah, anything yes you did it once and your friend winced and you went oh i see where i made a mistake <laughs> and somehow it's showing up in television over and over and over and movies over and over and over and hundred million dollar movies yeah. um like, what bothers me so much about them reusing tropes is that uh like I was saying earlier, the thing that all of us have in common, the stories that we have in common are no longer like um, creation myths or whatever. They're the, the shows that we watch. So our social behavior is based off like the shows that we saw when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like that's how we learn mm-hmm. how to behave. So the fact that they keep repeating these lazy, easy to write, uh, but like not that creative tropes is really frustrating to me because then people, real people, copy those behaviors and they're not healthy yeah mm-hmm. like the tng mm-hmm. taught me a lesson that i was hoping that I, I thought everyone got which was no like when you do a new story like in real life it's not going to be always the same people 
So when TNG first happened, I sat down ready to see the adventures of Kirk, Spock, and Bones, and like Scotty's children on an Enterprise. And then when it was none of them, I'm like, wait, wait, what? Yeah. Holy shit, it's complete new people. Oh my god, yeah, that's how it should be. And then like I was, I thought they were going to do that with Star Wars, but they did not. <laughs> they did not. And then also then with the uh, new Star Trek, they can't help but like you know latch themselves onto legacy people. So yeah, like that, that's what makes me feel uh, a little uncomfortable about Strange New Worlds. Like they're like, yay, we're going back to the episodic format, and it, in theory, like Pike and Number One, they they did so little um, in TOS because you know they were they 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 were the first tester episode and then it got cut up mm-hmm. and made into that two-parter um so we really don't see a lot of them so it, it doesn't like super bother me that they're bringing the characters back because it's easy to like shift them over to what they need mm-hmm. but still like i don't i don't need that i don't need the the original cast that we had for tos and that we weren't allowed to use at the time we'll just do the same show mm-hmm. but with them now eh, eh, mm-hmm. this is lazy yeah. it just feels lazy just make it, stop being scared of making new characters. I I I, uh, I love that experience. I, although I guess there is business and truly. Like, and hey, what happened to me when I got left the Enterprise and it had to be on DS Nine? I stopped watching the show for two decades. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I get why they're doing it because you know normies, which I was once myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and I yeah, mean, like I couldn't take when it. Discovery season two came out and Anson Mount showed up as Pike. Like people lost their fucking minds. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, if I was CBS mm-hmm. and I saw everybody screaming about how hot Anson Mao was and how they want a show for him, I'd be like, yep, let's greenlight a show where he's the captain. Like, makes sense to me. Looking um, at all the feedback for the like the new shows, the consistent only good thing that everybody says all the time and no one argues against is that uh, Pike was yeah. awesome. Oh, well, there you go. He was. So... Even though, yeah, yeah. I don't want to see. I, yeah, I don't want this. <laughs> I, I, I need. An, I want a new uh, Starfleet ship mm-hmm. beyond Voyager, and then and then that's all I want, and that's why I'm watching the Orb. Yeah, are they supposed to be on the USS <laughs> Enterprise and C seventeen oh one in Strange New Worlds? Yeah, think, yeah. yeah, that's gonna upset me. I think so. All right. <laughs> oh, I, I have Uh-oh. feeling that that Enterprise uh, set they made. Oof, has a beautiful bridge, mm. and there's no way they wouldn't use that again. Yeah, they were probably like, already planning on doing. Oh yeah, worlds, pro- frankly. That yeah, go- that, that bridge is gorgeous. You know, so, you know I, I have a yeah, feeling that Strange New Worlds is the plots that they were planning for Discovery, but then people were like, "Get Discovery out of the timeline," so they were like, "Well, shoot it ahead, and then we'll give those plots to Pike instead." <laughs> it's possible. I I I do like pointing yeah. out that. Um, Maybe maybe they didn't see my feedback, but I'm just saying they follow exactly my feedback. I, I would post on their official threads. I was like, <laughs> "Hey, if you want to stop pissing everybody off, throw them into the far future. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're gonna keep tripping over stuff that like messes up continuity." So, you know, pro tip, guys. I gotta say and... about the Discovery <laughs> second season writing uh, group. I guess the the writing team is that they definitely paid attention to what bothered fandom about season one. Hmm. Yeah, they did. They, too much, they did maybe. listen. Maybe too much. Yep. But, uh. Yeah. That, that's another problem with season two for me, which is like every episode I'm seeing way too much of like fan feedback. Mm. That's how I felt about Mandalorian, though. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like. What? The, I know. The Mandalorian? I, I knew this was going to upset somebody. <laughs> oh. 
Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. Fa- but Mandalorian was fan feedback. <laughs> that the thing that we were talking about before, uh, weeks and weeks and weeks ago, about like how we respond to um, like meta commentary differently mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, like fan references d- differently. Um, well, first of all, for me. The, the part that I care the most about TV shows is acting most of the time. And um, you don't get to see a whole lot when the main character has a helmet on and the second main character is a puppet. True. Um, so it, it was difficult for me to connect emotionally to the characters to begin with. So okay. I wasn't like all that enraptured in their stuff, especially since <laughs> <laughs> baby Yoda was clearly designed to like hit that oh cute little animal like center of our brains so that we would buy a bunch of them. So, uh, the heavy helmet on really touches back on what Kid Keith liked playing with his toys. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, like, yeah, my main character will always have his helmet on so that he could be me. Mm. So, yeah, which is great for play, yeah. and I understand why people would like the Mandalorian for that reason because they can put themselves in his shoes. Um, but mm-hmm. for me, who cares about the uh, like emotional aspect of things more than like maybe the plot or something? It's frustrating to watch. Mm-hmm. But um, hey. the particular. And also because, to me, a lot of the episodes just felt like they were spaghetti western tropes, and they didn't try that yes. hard. But it's fine if you disagree. It, it was very enjoyable um, musically and visually, and uh, some of the actors did fantastic jobs. I just personally didn't like it that much. But the reason I brought up the Mandalorian in the first place was because of that scene with the stormtroopers. There's a scene where the, they like toss a box down, and one of them starts shooting at it, and it's like ten, like five feet from him, but he misses it. And then the other one starts shooting it, and they're both missing it. And I'm sure that scene was really funny for most people. But for me, I was just like, this doesn't make sense in-universe. It only makes sense with the meta-commentary of stormtroopers are are bad in the original movies because we needed the heroes to survive. So, I I understand why people like it. it. I don't like it. That's all. I thought thought it was cute that they did it. Um, But yeah, that was a bit much. (laughs) A little on the nose. (laughs) There's that phrase again. (laughs) On the nose. There it is. Um... Yeah. <laughs> so wrapping it back real quick, you guys uh, and gal, guys, it's um, fine for me. thumbs up, thumbs Thumb, middle, thumbs, thumbs down on uh, oh, search thumbs for Spock. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, like let's let's wrap back to. Oh, I have a bunch know, no, uh, more notes for, for Spock. For Spock <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah so, the notes. Um, do you, and do you have our, more? Or do we? We can uh, while we're on the topic, we can say like I'm. My thumb is between uh, middle and up. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Totally up for me. Thumbs uh, up. Yeah. I really love the ensemble uh, ness of this one. The fact that everybody mm-hmm. gets their own scene, mm-hmm. um, except maybe Chekhov. <laughs> Poor Chekhov. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like <laughs> uh, he gets some good stuff in the next one. They give him they give him moments yeah. in the next movie the, with his nuclear vessels. Yeah. Yes, vessels. Uh, there's the scene with the scene where Kirk tells him to take the science station because they don't have a Spock, obviously, and he's just like, oh, sad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Um, But no, it was a wonderful movie. I loved it. And I loved that Leonard Mm -hmm. Nimoy directed it. And it did feel different. This is the one that felt like this. It's almost like this is the movie that kind of sucked Mm -hmm. me into the movies. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like The first ones were good. Rathacon, obviously, is, is epic. And and all that stuff, but this one, because you know, I like I'm, I'm yeah. the heartstrings guy, like I'm the the emotional guy. Mm-hmm. So this one pulled me in, you know, especially when Kirk's son, the yeah. whole like father son yeah. thing, you know, it just it sucked me in. So this one is kind of I think I think I could say this movie is the one that that really got That's me cool. into the Star Trek movies. I, I'm really into the relationships uh, between, especially like 
uh, Kirk and Spock and Kirk and McCoy just like, you're taking me to the promised lands. Well, what are friends for? <laughs> um, just like <laughs> bones with Spock's Katra inside his head, complaining about Spock to Kirk. Who's like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, I, it's, it's hitting my personal bias of like the format that is um, what I want in my Star Treks. Mm. And that was my problem. So I'm <laughs> oh, the high stuff, yeah. Where, like, if you don't end my Star Trek with uh, a Starship shootout, then, like, uh, okay, whatever. You're missing a, you're missing part of the section of why I like in Star Trek. If I don't see the Enterprise shoot off in, at warp speed at the end, um, we're also missing something. Mm. Uh, you killed the Enterprise, and now we have a piece of shit uh, Warbird. <laughs> um, Warbird, uh, designed by Larry Nimoy. Oh, Really? Yeah. Yeah, he, there's like this interview you watch with him. He goes, yeah, <laughs> it should be a, a hulking thing. And like you see him put his arms up like the bird of prey is. And he goes, yeah. And then someone says like maybe like, you know, they should go up and down for the attack position. And you see him move his arms up hmm. and down. So that's that cool. Leonard Nimoy. Nice. And yeah, I, I thought that thing had appeared before that movie. But no. The Klingon yeah. Warbird? Dang. That's, that's awesome, actually. You know, I guess not because it's on, it's on TOS. Oh, yeah. Nice. I, I would have thought it'd be. I, I definitely would have thought it was in TOS. No, the Klingon. It seems I, so. Actually, I don't even recall if we see that many Klingon ships in TOS, but hmm. definitely no warbirds. Yeah. Not not like the cool. green ones from TNG. Yeah, the warbird hmm. is Larry Nimoy. That's original. awesome. Dang. Well, I like it even more. Did he also come Very up with cool. the the uh, the uh, pattern of a bird being painted on the bottom? <laughs> That's it. Um, That's an STO thing, I think. Well, wasn't that the Romulan oh, warbird right, that had the bird oh. on it? Right. Oh wait, it's a bird of prey, not a warbird. Bird of prey. What's your favorite? What's your favorite like non-Kirk <laughs> scene? Because I think mine is Uhura's. All right, Mister Adventure, get in the closet. Is this enough for you? You feeling your heartbeat running? <laughs> like. She was awesome. She was just chewing that scene up. That was a lot of fun. Mine was <laughs> Sulu because I, I like uh, the underdog taking on the bigger guy. Don't call me Tang. Uh, yeah. yeah, and that like kind of not quite judo throw that he does, which just like flips him. <laughs> y- you know that the actor, the 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 actor who played the tall guy, is just like a stunt dude because he gets one line and then he does that beautiful flip. Yep. He 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 was uh he does a good be- job being a jobber for Sulu. He makes him look great. <laughs> Do you have any? Yeah, once again, I love like the the, the the power disparity to me was just like yeah, mm-hmm. this is how it should be. Truly, <laughs> that dude thinks he's gonna beat the shit out of Sulu. Sulu does not even try. He still has this fabulous cape. <laughs> Doesn't break a um, sweat. <laughs> Sulu's made a bare minimum effort into. It. He's like no oh. no no I I have fought monsters you have never can even imagine, son. <laughs> I do want to. You look at it and kill you. Truly, I do want to talk about costumes for a sec, um, because Sulu's, especially, I see what you mean by them having Star Wars outfits, because that one is very reminiscent yeah. of uh, Lando Calrissian. Um, mm. But also, if you, if he's already wearing that thing earlier on in the scene where they're like all in Kirk's apartment, um, and everybody's mm. wearing kind of like fancy clothing that's more traditional to like where they come from, so. Um, like Sulu, he has that Lando Calrissian cape, but also like the neck is very much a kimono neck. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Then like Uhura's outfit is very brightly colored and uh, like block colored, so that's like uh, African style. And 
<laughs> then cool. Chekhov's outfit is not Russian at all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I see where you're coming from with the Sulu costume being Star Wars-y, but I also like that it reflected uh, like his Japanese heritage without it being like traditional clothing. It had the same shapes as traditional clothing, but it looked modern. I think that those will look great mm. in a Star Wars Smugglers movie, mm-hmm. and <laughs> that's where it belongs. Put your freaking uniform on. I didn't show up <laughs> here to see you guys wearing your Sunday evening clothes. I mean, true. Every time we have a movie about them not actually being Starfleet, or like while Picard was running, you had the same complaint. You're like, I don't want to see Picard being a renegade. I want to see Picard being part of Starfleet. <laughs> so, yep. fair enough. <laughs> Like, I, these Star Wars is for one thing, Star Trek is for another, and, like, there's too often Star Trek trying to Star Wars. And stop mm-hmm. it. Like mm-hmm. my finger. Um, it's the difficulty of trying to make something really uh, cerebral and mortal be moral and be more uh, action-y, and then it just kind of starts leaning into the action-adventure type, and Star Wars mm-hmm. is definitely an action-adventure. Yeah, they need to, once again, they need to... Hire Christopher Nolan to do like, the revamp all of Star Trek, and then I'll be happy. That'd be cool. <laughs> Nolan, he's gonna make it dark though. Um, Inter- Interstellar wasn't that dark. He's high, mm, high minded. That's fair. That's fair. And, and yeah, science in- instru- and hard science. I, I see why you would see Interstellar and be like do Star Trek. Yeah, mm. I see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, okay, we should mm-hmm. be. Why? Why wasn't this an uh, Enterprise adventure that I just watched? <laughs> yeah. like, I personally time didn't like the end of that and, movie though. <laughs> What? I personally didn't like the end of that movie. Uh, what was? Would there be a spoiler to discuss that? Nah. Yeah, I, yeah, let's I, discuss we'll it off, later. Then <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Yeah, um, I'm curious. Or we can just do an episode about that. Yes. Um. Okay. Let's see. A note that I have. <laughs> this one I don't want to talk about because we've already covered it. But <laughs> it just says, "Daddy's here, David." Oh, never mind. He's dead. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> like Kirk finally yeah. gets there he's like let me talk to them they're like okay here they are he's like I came for you David oh thanks dad and then David's dead in the next scene it's like yeah, exactly. nice, nice save dad um, damn it but I, also Brutal. I love the transporter swap mm, uh, yeah. they're just yes. like oh you're yeah. coming aboard the ship okay but I, I make fun of the codes every time I even wrote them down for all this time so the first code is 1-1-A the second code is 1-1-A-2-B the third code is 1B, 2B, 3. And the final code is 0, 0, 0. <laughs> Destruct. 0. I, I always think they're so simple because, like, no one would guess that it'd be simple. <laughs> I, I love it, though. It reminds me of that Spaceball scene uh, where they're like, what is the combination? 1, 1, 1, 2, 2. <laughs> That's the combination of my luggage. <laughs> like, you couldn't just, like, make um, a random collection of numbers and letters. <laughs> Come on, yeah. They, I, th- I feel like I they did try to um, mimic the. I love Go Sulu in in um, Wrath of Khan as they, ex- they they shoot away from the explosion, and then in this mm-hmm. one they kind of made fun of it, where uh, Sulu says like "engines uh, are online," and then like uh, Kirk kind of jokingly goes "Go Sulu," yep, yep, and then <laughs> and then they fly away in their shitty <laughs> bird of prey. It's fucking hilarious uh, from the the explosion. Uh, that wasn't as good as the explosion. From Khan is my note. Like I see you trying to do it again, but it's not as cool. Uh, the part that I like in that scene is uh, Scotty sitting at the bird of prey, looking at the the control panel. And he's like, "Well, it's this button or <laughs> nothing? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. I think this is the start. Do you think I can read Klingon? Nah. 
Oh, um, <laughs> really quickly, off, slightly off, kind of off topic. I had one of those things just happen to me recently, right now, where you say something and then Facebook just just happens oh, to show yeah. it up in front of That's... your face. Oh, how fascinating! Like, yeah, Amanda Tapping has showed up in my feed just now, and like mm. I, I think she's live, so it might actually oh. be a coincidence, but nice. it's just a little odd. That is odd. Um, I that book I was talking to you about earlier, Sapiens. Uh, I've been talking about it on my mm-hmm. stream a lot uh, mm-hmm. recently, and somebody who's trying to find it, put up the full title with uh, the author in the chat to ask me if that was the one I was reading. And I said, yes, that was the one. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of my other friends who also is on the Twitch, um, he was in the chat for that. And as you know, Twitch is owned by Amazon. So his Amazon Prime has been advertising the book to him nonstop since. Wow. To the point where he's like, I wanted to read it, but now I feel like I don't (laughs) just because I see it everywhere, (laughs) which I understand. But yeah. Mm, okay. Try to trick me, Amazon. Just you know, <laughs> fool me. <laughs> do it. Do it. You're gonna do it. Fool me. Do you have any notes left, Keith? Uh, let me see here. Hate Phil David. Blew up stuff and <laughs> junk. Uh, one more time. Stuff like, could you junk. not figure? Uh, yeah. Like every time I see this scene, I'm like, all of the plans you could think of, you couldn't keep the ship yeah there's nothing else you could thought of but blowing up the enterprise all right Um, but this is the first time they blow up the enterprise i think as opposed to now where they blow it up every fucking movie the first the yeah i was gonna say the first of many and like you know it's like my (laughs) third time out with this enterprise so Mm. uh i think yeah that's the end of my notes except for the um the the space doc stuff i love how much uh it looks like star trek online Mm, How much you can mm-hmm. tell Star Trek Online took these scenes or like like oh this. that game is definitely designed by a bunch of massive nerds yeah <laughs> oh yeah I love it oh yeah uh, my buddy Mike does the uh, com- he's the community manager for it hmm. nice. nice good work Mike so if you ever see a wait wait guy who looks like a hmm? yeah. the Mike that no that's Matt never mind okay. Um, yeah, he doesn't appear on my Facebook feed too much. Uh, Those are your only friends I know, Keith. (laughs) Those are the only friends of yours I know. The ones that appear on your Facebook feed. (laughs) But yeah, if you watch uh, Star Trek Online, like community events, there's like this one guy who has very long hair and he looks like he's a dwarf uh, from Mm -hmm. D&D. So with a a jolly smile, that would be Mike. Anyway. (laughs) Nice. All right. I do actually have a couple of notes left. Uh... The transporter yeah. swap is fun, uh, mm-hmm. but really funny because, like, ha- mm, they disappear down onto the planet while the other ones appear. Like, so it's not actually a swap. Like, they're not trading. They're like, there's activates to send them somewhere while the other one activates them to send them to the same place. But somehow it doesn't mess up. Um, <laughs> did that make sense? I do wonder how they did, why, how that worked. Yeah. But, but it's hilarious it with the, the Klingons cool, wandering around. They're it. like, huh, nothing's talking except the computer. The what now? Yeah, <laughs> Five, four. Like, you down. can put that together, guys. <laughs> Sorry about your crew, but as they say on Earth, c'est la vie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is fucking cold. Just short cold, of a good one-liner. It's cold, Kirk. That's cold. <laughs> but, I mean, like, Lloyd's death is also just not heroic whatsoever. <laughs> Oh, I have yeah. had enough of yeah. you. <laughs> oh, uh, on the subject of Klingon, uh, of Klingon honor, they really fuck with that last dude. I don't deserve to live. Fine, I'll kill you later. And then he's like, "Wait, 
You said oh, you would kill me. And he's like, I lied. I like, love that part. <laughs> yeah. That's a note. Ow. That is a note that I have. I'll kill you later. And then he doesn't do it. I was very disappointed <laughs> in that. I don't know. I think it makes sense. Kurt's like, not the type of person to just kill indiscriminately. He doesn't care about the Klingon feeling honor when he dies. He's like, eh, I'm, I'm not going to kill you, dude. Yeah. You're not a well. Yeah, whatever. We are now in a space of mind where he could do it and it'd be totally okay. Like this guy, they killed your son. You you can go hog wild now. Like uh, you don't have to show any mercy. I I, I disagree. Mm. I think that's one of the things that makes Starfleet stand out is that they. I don't know. Do that. I, you, you, you are right about that. I'm just saying in this instance, all where right, I'm right, feeling right. lots of rage that they killed his son, and like you're, you're talking like a badass. Like let's let's go off, let's go all in. We'll, we'll apologize for it later and not do it again. But here we're talking shit at a Klingon who is part of killing your son, we, so we can murder him. It's okay. Right. No one will. No one will. <laughs> That's true. This. But you need to keep one Klingon alive as a prisoner to interrogate. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you want to be all Starfleet honorable, <laughs> I know. I'm just saying that <laughs> he's talking some mad shit, and like I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. and he deserves it. Was ah. <laughs> Fine, we're the good guys. <laughs> um, my last note is <laughs> it's fucking funny. So Spock finally remembers who he is at the very end, and then he goes, "The ship uh, out of danger." <clears throat> Spock <laughs> just like to save the ship, and then I blew it up. Okay, okay, <laughs> the crew is fine. I got all the crew off. None of the crew died. I still blew up the ship, though. Sorry, Spock. Spock's like, "God damn it!" <laughs> what, Jim? <laughs> I'm gone for Great. ten days. Um, no, just We've had this for twenty years, Kirk. I we've always figured something out. Really like the final <laughs> scene that takes place on the Vulcan. Um, mm-hmm. Nimoy fa- famously came up with the uh, the live long and prosper uh, hand signal mm-hmm. from like peeking between mm-hmm. his eyes. Uh, um, uh, Whoa! Um, at like. Uh, what the fuck is the word I'm looking for? Um, it was Hand. in not church, uh, mosque. Is it no mosque is Islam? Jewish temple. 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 Um, he was peering between his fingers at the temple, and he saw this this esoteric symbol that the priest was making that he wasn't supposed to see, and he's like, "Oh, what?" And that, that's what he copied. Um, so based on that, I really appreciate that the last scene in Search for Spock, where they're all on Vulcan, and it's like this traditional Vulcan, um, esoteric, uh, like, thing, uh, ceremony, I suppose. And then, um, all of the, the ladies in the back, the handmaidens, I guess, are Mm -hmm. doing this, uh, like, raised hand symbol, and it's a different symbol, but I... Considering that Nimoy is the one who came up with the hand thing in the first place, I appreciate that he was the one who built the Vulcan culture there. Um, I'm sure he directed them to do that, uh, etc. So mm-hmm. we have a lot of the Vulcans, like small bits, to thank Nimoy for specifically. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Mm-hmm. And he did a great job. Yeah, it should be. It came from oh, the yeah. right person. And uh, I guess I'm just like, that kind of makes, I'm glad that he does actually care at all. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a necessary thing to come up with, and thank you for caring enough, Spock, to actually you know make yeah. that happen. I'm sure he has a life that he doesn't have to worry about, you know, hand signals <laughs> and, and alien <laughs> religions. But he took his time because he mm-hmm. likes us. Too. <laughs> I miss me more. But yeah, all right, yeah, good movie. So yeah, 
<laughs> like all of us were like, well, I didn't remember liking it that much, but I like it actually. Yeah, it was it was a solid flick. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Soundtrack yeah. is great. I, I thought. I definitely absolutely. say it's the best of the even. Yes, absolutely. Films. Yep. Uh, of the odd films, excuse me. The odd mm-hmm. films. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we know what you. Yeah, I know you like the TOS or the. The motion, motion picture is fantastic. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> Transcendent. <laughs> Uplifting. Mm-hmm. That's what Star Trek should be. Well, you already know how I feel about the motion picture, obviously. Uh, but I I would rank this one above the motion picture, too, because I, I just feel like the relationships are better. Yeah, I agree. And there are more of them. Uh, motion picture is another mm. one of those movies that kind of... Uh, does the original TOS feeling where it's more mostly like Kirk and Spock and Bones and not so much Hura mm-hmm. and Sulu and Chekhov and stuff. And Scotty. Scotty is always a treasure. <laughs> He's such a smart ass. Always warms the heart. Uh, Scotty is what uh, people... What is the name of that trope? Uh, genre savvy. Spock, uh, Scotty is the mm-hmm. most genre savvy of all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Whenever people try to trick him... Uh, I, Keith, I really... I really want you to watch TOS for like a bunch of Scotty moments among things. There's a an episode where Kirk is uh, down planet side and somebody calls back up trying to get to the Enterprise faking Kirk's voice. And mm. it, it does not get past Scotty. He's just like, okay, Captain. Cool. And then he immediately asks him like a tester question and the answer is wrong. He's like, all right, Captain, no problem. Ha <laughs> ha. Hangs up and he's like, well, that's not <laughs> Captain Kirk. Ah, beautiful. Cool. I love Scotty. Scotty's, Scotty's a real treasure. Yeah, I've never really seen him be anything other than what seems like a, a very beloved retired yeah, uncle. Right? Mm-hmm. He kind of comes across as a beloved retired uncle, even in TOS, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving it all she's got. Anyway, that's all for me. Yeah. Anything from you? Final thoughts? No, it was a good oh, flick. I'm excited about uh, Star Trek Four, though. That's one of my favorites. Oh, good. Well, that's the next one. <laughs> yep. That'll be a fun one to roll through. Do so you have any last thoughts about this film? Favorite bits? Or Bob's? Um, actually, oh yeah, when we were talking about favorite scene that wasn't Kirk, uh, I thought it was funny when he was like, you saw it? Okay. And then he shot like he killed his oh, girlfriend. Um, yeah. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Like I, I just, that scene, it just <laughs> kind of solidified like, oh yeah, they, they're Klingons. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I keep on thinking she had a moment to lie. Like you, yeah. you didn't have to say it. You didn't have to. But she's you honorable. Been, so she did. Quiet. She was honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah well, exactly. it's honor. It's honorable, but it's just they they played Klingons yeah. like to the T, and it was it was great. So I actually was just like, oh, okay, I I appreciate that yeah, scene it's a great for what it is. It, it really tells you a lot <laughs> yeah. about his character, about his goals, about uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. great. And that I'm they're bad exactly. guys, and they deserve to die. Yeah. But I think we all like we've all agreed it's it's one of the better, yeah, one of the best Star Trek movies. Mm-hmm. I'm looking it's forward really to good. Forward to you, though. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I can't wait for Undiscovered <laughs> Country. Oh yeah. Oh, and also, um, number uh, um, whatever, Keith. Whatever. The Final Frontier. The Final Frontier. Uh, I can't wait for uh-huh. that because, like, oh I man, love I don't think Final I even Frontier. remember the plot of a Final. <laughs> huh? I don't think I even yeah. remember the plot of a Final Frontier. That's probably good. Everyone hates that one. Everyone hates it, but I love it. Yeah. Well, we're yeah. gonna we're well, gonna watch we'll, it soon. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Why does God need us? <laughs> All right. Well, yes. <laughs> no, no, what does God need with Star Trek? I think that's all yeah. for us. Anyway. So cool. thank you as always yep. for joining us. You can find us at there are four hosts.popkins.com. There are four hosts.com at four hosts on Twitter. You know, find us. On the Tumblr. No, I'm just kidding. 
Uh, on the Tumblr? We're not on there. Uh, no, no, that's just just average there you Jay. Go. I'm, I'm Jay's on, on Tumblr, Tumblr so it. Jay, why don't you run a Tumblr for us, hey? <laughs> Jay's like, uh, yeah, it's a lot of work. Uh, I agree. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. In all honesty, I don't even run my Tumblr. I just have Instagram. Instagram automatically posts to it for me. So I don't, I don't know which end of Tumblr. The whole That's fair enough. That's how much I know the Tumblr. Which end is up? I, I, uh. On that note, right, well, uh, that's, right, too funny. That's all, right, all for me. Everyone. See you in a couple weeks. Yeah. And Thanks, remember, everyone. Everyone, keep. Going to war <laughs> at the end of episodes and what? movies. In games. Wait a minute. That feels oh, wrong. This feels, this this feels all wrong. What? What happened? Focus, what happened? Keith. <laughs> keep, gotcha. Keep looking up, everybody. Keep it looking up. Right. In okay, games. Make it so. All right. Bye. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Later, guys. Bye.